Mi gente, you already know what it is. The radioactive pop with Danny Limelight. United Wrestling Network, World Heavyweight Champion. And make sure you tune into the Alliance blog every week. You heard it here first. Straight from Poppy. Can you believe that there are some people in this world that did not tune in to the Alliance blog podcast? Shame on you. Shame on you. My name is Ella Indy, and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champion. And I'm Kenzie Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champion. And you better go listen to the Alliance blog. What is it called? Podcast. Period. You're ugly. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. Are you ready? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys Podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. And what is up, everybody? Welcome. Wait a minute, I get the microphone. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the Alliance Guys Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the national wrestling alliance my name is jay cal and i am joined by a very handsome gentleman and we're here to talk some wrestling so what is up tim dave dkm how are you gentlemen oh are we on <laughs> i'm just glad it was a time magazine and not like a hustler or something do they still sell us there? <laughs> like you don't know <laughs> i don't i can't afford that stuff he's got a point I mean, after all, he runs a wrestling podcast. <laughs> you know, that's where the money's at. That's what they always told me anyways. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Doing well. Doing doing good. Doing good. Good to see you, Scoob. Good to see you, Tim. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've shared the, the screen with you and the illustrious DKM. Where's Mr. Jaden? You know, he's always kind of fickle. Sometimes he just doesn't like to uh, make himself yeah, available. 
Or he works, one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've got uh, business. Crazy. Be careful, hold on a second. Business. Yeah, you know. What What were you reading there? Did the cor the coronation issue, uh, DK? Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I thought there'd be more in it. It's a very small magazine that's primarily uh, ads. But, you, know. uh, you hear what you hear? What Luthes said? The All Star team. Take that to heart, <laughs> gentlemen. Wait, wait, wait. It'll be the all-star team as soon as I do Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, he's got a point. I mean, I, I definitely have a point. Uh, so, yeah, this is the Alliance Guys podcast uh, merged with the other Alliance Guys because, you know, we do this a few times a year. I think we did it last year towards the holidays where we started talking about, you know, the NWA and how we were grading it for the year. Now we're talking about Crockett Cup. And uh, I think that's a worthy uh, mashup reason because the Crockett Cup, let's be honest, it's one of the um, links to the past. You know, we talk about the uh, anniversary show that's coming up on the 70th, the 75th anniversary show. Uh, we all expect that to be in August and late August. Uh, but that's a that's an invention of the pro wrestling organization era. That wasn't something that they were doing. Uh, back in the early days of the NWA, at least it was not a an event for the fans to attend. It was an annual meeting. Uh, the Crockett Cup, likewise, uh, was an event from the Jim Crockett promotion era. So those the two biggest events in the NWA currently uh, have ties to both the pro wrestling organization as well as the uh, you know Jim Crockett era of the NWA. And I think that's pretty cool. So. You know, we're going to talk about the Crockett Cup tonight. Um, we're going to do a little bit of power talk post uh, post Crockett Cup talk, but uh, I figured this would be a good time to talk some uh, NWA with you, fine gentlemen. Yeah, man, this is this is my favorite. Uh, like it's my favorite pay per view of all time, but I realize that it's nostalgia based and. Nostalgia put, puts rose-colored glasses over everything. Because if you ever look back at the 86, 87, 88, overall, they weren't great. <laughs> it was just a – it was a great story in the Aftermags, uh, and it was a great story in, in my head for the teams that, that won. But, mm -hmm. I, but I dig it, and I like the ones that we've had since then. And they didn't sell well either. Are you no, talking about the – the eight, the uh, ones from the eighties. Yeah. I mean, compared yeah. to today, they sold great, but compared to expectations, they didn't really do that well drawing a crowd. No, I mean, eighty six wasn't there. Like it wasn't pay per view. It wasn't even closed circuit, if I remember correctly. It was, it was live in the uh, Louisiana Superdome, and uh, they they filmed it really badly, by the way, <laughs> with uh, for for VHS to be. You, know, you could buy the tape some at some point down the road, and then by '88 it was basically over anyway. So, yeah, '86, '87, '88, right? Yep. Right. And you knew you knew you're in trouble in '88 when the team that won wasn't even the team going into it. They actually had different partners originally. That's yeah, that's right. So. But still, pretty pretty good team, well, at least on paper. Yeah, uh, it made sense. You know, well, they were Jay. You're, you're you're looking very blank over there. No, I think it was uh, 
uh, Dusty and Nikita, and they were originally team. It was supposed to be Dusty and uh, and Magnum and uh, uh, Nikita and. Uh, well, you're confusing all the years, aren't you? I guess so. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, th- it was in '86. Road Warriors were the number one seed, and Dusty and Magnum were number two. But Dusty dropped out to face Ric Flair for the world title, and Ronnie Garvin took his place. Okay. And yeah. they made it all the way to the finals. There were actually no semifinals in that card. And yeah, uh, they went straight from the quarters right to the finals. Yeah. And uh, in 87, it was Nikita and Dusty who were a tag team at that point. And I don't remember who they beat. Maybe that was the Luger, Tully Blanchard. Oh, uh, well, that was uh, Luger and uh, Blanchard. Yeah, weird. Another weird team that you didn't necessarily think of. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, in 88, 88? it was. It was uh, Sting and Luger one. And who yeah. were their partners uh, going into the cup then? I, hold on a second. I'll... See, in my brain, because uh, you know I'm a little bit younger than you, DK, not by much, but a little bit, I, like I, I, I have this well, long-standing memory of Luger and Sting being tag team partners. So to me, it's always like, you know, even – uh, during the Horseman era, when you know Luger was out there wrestling for the world's title, and Sting comes out there in crutches, and he's he's cheering on Luger and he's slapping him to get him pumped up for the match. Yeah, that was about a year later. Luger was supposed to be with Barry Windham, but that was when Barry Long? turned. Yeah, but and I think, yeah, I, I think correcting them on, but yeah, yeah, I think they got a buy though, didn't they? Um, uh, Sting and uh... Luger. <laughs> no, I'm completely blanking on who it was. It was Sting and Luger. They ended up getting a buy, I think, into the, the quarters. But I, I don't know. I don't so remember was... who Sting's original partner was. Sting's original partner was Ronnie Garvin, but I don't remember if he got injured earlier in the night or earlier on TV, but then he was out. So, yeah, Luger and Sting got into the quarters. By the by the way, Ron Garvin, the toughest guy I've ever seen in drag. <laughs> A lot of truth to that. And so, yeah. And so they beat Luger and Sting beat Koloff and Murdoch in the second round. Or the quarterfinals, whatever. Or, yeah, no. The quarterfinals, they beat the Midnight Express. The semifinals, they beat Powers of Pain. And they beat Anderson and Blanchard, who were the actual world tag team champions at that point. Okay, so I can't tell if you're if you're reading this off the screen or is this coming out of your memory? What, which, what's I'm reading it off the screen. Okay. All right. Uh, that's, that's, that's more likely. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm reading it because I couldn't even remember who who the original partners were and how they ended up together. So yeah, I mean, but it was like they got together on 
that night. You know, it wasn't like announced beforehand or anything. Yeah. I'm this is how weird it was and and how short of teams they were. They actually had in the second round a bye versus bye. So that when Anderson and Blanchard got into the quarterfinals, they had a bye. Wow. Well, that happened. That happened in '86, right? You had when we went well, from the quarterfinals. Well, right to the yeah, in '86, there was the like two double DQs or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one draw and one double count out, double DQ or whatever, and so there were no semifinal matches. And they moved straight to the finals. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest. That's a lot of things. Yeah. Somebody just went, this is going too long. Let's uh, <laughs> go out there, double DQ finish, four minutes, get back here. <laughs> so we, uh, we have an interesting question in the chat from our pal John. He says, uh, do we think there will be a title rematch on night two after an implosion? on night one that would be kind of a swerve it'd be interesting well, way to present things it's certainly possible i mean scoob's been talking about that and on the on the other show and who might implode and who might not i think it's gonna be a lot of implosions to be honest with you it's gonna be a pay-per-view filled with implosions yep yeah i, I don't i don't know i just don't no, I mean, you know, my ultimate fear, of course, is uh, my ultimate fear, of course, is Tyrus and Adonis winning. My, uh, I didn't, when I showed up my brackets, I didn't choose to go this way, but I think the greatest gift, if they go the distance, would be Tyrus and Adonis in the finals against Latimer and Titus. And like my, my dream would be Tyrus is crawling to the corner and Adonis is reaching for the hot <laughs> tag and he just, and all three of them beat the champ down and Latimer and Titus take the, the win and Adonis takes the mic and says, sorry, champ, it's strictly business. You know, and then they just reform the group, make Camille heel again. No, that's so let me tell do. you why that can't happen. Let me <laughs> tell you why it can't happen. Because if we remember our history, Nick Aldis, along with uh, Mickey James, uh, filed for a few copyrights uh, prior to both of them ending their relationship with the NWA. One of them was Mickey James copyrighted the term empower for a pay-per-view. And Nick mm -hmm. Aldis uh, copyrighted the term "strictly business" for a wrestling stable. So I did not know about the latter part of that. So, yeah. so Jay, yes, sir. Instead of it just being strictly business, hey guys, it's just business, and they're just business. Boom. B I S or B B B I Z N E S S. It's just business. Wait, wait. wait. They gave Tyrus and Adonis a team name. No. Are you sure? They did. The Midnight Riders. Midnight Riders. They're named what? after Dusty Rhodes and, 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 and Bill Watts. 
We don't uh, need you know, anymore. I didn't know that, number one. Uh, number two, um, I think, you know, the fact that you've got three physique guys in the ring against one large guy who's not very physique, I think a cut above works perfectly for that group as well. Yeah. Let's see here. We have the Midnight Riders. The Morgan. Where, where is that listed? Because I was just on the website today and I didn't see that. Uh, Wikipedia. Oh, see, that's just some a-hole doing that then. No. no I, 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 I've seen it. What did Kyle you say, Scoop? Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, yeah, it was Kyle. Like I said, some a-hole. Just kidding, Kyle. <laughs> I was, was going to say, so you're both right there. <laughs> uh yeah, Midnight Riders, the Morton's Magnum Muscle, uh, which, by the way, I hate that name. Magnum uh, Muscle? Yeah. Savages, spelt just Savages. You do listen to the other podcast. Yeah. Uh, Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch, who don't have a team name, although. Yeah, they do. It's Murdoch. Murdoch is. We the people give them that name. Yes, yeah, is a beautiful thing. The country gentlemen, the spectacular. How did the spectaculars end up in this? I looked it up once, and I don't think the spectaculars have had a single victory as a tag team. I'm going to look it up right now, so you guys. No, they have. They have. Okay. You sure about that? Actually, they they won a qualifying match, right, Scoop? Yep they they beat uh, Rolando and uh, what was it, Eric Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, but they did also win before that. Yeah, they may have two whole victories to their name. Uh, kind of like the Mokies beating the Gladiators. Judas and Maxine Paler, Law of Rebellion. Uh, the AAA teams. Uh, you know, cut above again. So, so going back to... Brothers... Of Funstruction. Oh. Who's that? Clowns. Gosh. The oh, clowns. They're the brothers of Funstruction? Uh, that's what this says. The more you say it, the more I like it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's showing the fixers. All, of course, they've already lost. But Heat Rook. Seekers, Blunt Force Trauma, or are they getting the ch last chance to come back in? So... Last chance is uh, Daisy Kill and Talos, Gags and Sal, uh, the Outrunners, who were announced as the fourth tag team, and friend of the show, Jeremiah Plunkett, and Eric Jackson. Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. Yeah. I, I am not familiar with the Outrunners, but when I see them, I immediately think of the Midnight Heat. I just wish that they would have yep. brought it to Midnight Heat. Um, That's a good analogy. I like I Truth know, Magnum. When, when I see names like Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum, I immediately think of the 50-person uh, 50 draw gym promotion that ran, you know, for three shows over five months, and you never hear from them again. So anyway. Let's get real <laughs> quick. I want to I wanna point this out about the Spectaculars. They've been teaming since June of 2022. They lost to the Commonwealth Connection at the 74th uh, TV show. It was the post-74 TV show. They lost in the tag team title uh, Battle Royal, which I guess that doesn't really count. They defeat the Miserably Faithful 
on an episode of USA. Uh, they lost, or I guess they teamed. No, I'm sorry. They lost in a, uh, uh, I guess, uh, eight-man tag? Two, two tag team? Anyways, uh, they beat Rolando and the Cardona family. Oh, excuse me. They teamed with Rolando to defeat the Cardona family. They lost to the Fixers. They defeated the Cardonas. They lost to the Country Gentlemen twice and uh, then defeated Jackson and Rolando to qualify. So I stand corrected. They have a few more wins than I thought they would. How the Fixers get back in? What did I miss? They just kind of put them in. Like, the, uh, the, yeah. the, yeah. booking, <laughs> the booking for this, and, and I'm going to um, – if you guys didn't hear Tim's thoughts on this yesterday, go back and watch it after the show because Tim eloquently said a lot of the things that I've been thinking. However, the end of the day is I don't need uh, Billy Corgan to book this show to what I would expect the show to be. I get it. My taste might not be everyone's taste, and I understand that. I could live with that. My problem is, is I just want Billy to book a good show. And if he thinks that a good show is Tyrus, I'm going to tell you he's wrong. If he thinks that throwing tag teams together to make the Crockett Cup is going to make this like a, a great show, you're wrong. Um, it's just it, it, like I, I'm excited about the tag team tournament. I am. I'm very much excited about it. But like some of these teams that are in here, I I, I could have done without Yabo the Clown. What's yeah. my connection to Yabo the Clown? I get it. He's supposed to lose. I sure great. I have no connection to that guy. Half the tag teams in here, I have zero connection to. If I didn't interview, uh, you know, Sean Donovan, I wouldn't have had a connection to sent to slaughter. They've yeah. done nothing to promote them on the card mm-hmm. at all, except for, Hey, remember Dan math? And they have, they have video footage of Dan math in the NWA. They could have used that to hype it up. No, just here's a graphic. Yeah. Fuzz. Uh, let's throw it up here. Got, got to it before me. Kyle overdubbed something about them petitioning for the fixers to get in. So that the, the fixers, Kyle said, they made an appeal to the NWA because they're former U.S. tag team champions and were allowed in. So. See, and, see, and this is my problem, just to go on what Jay's saying, is, uh, look, you don't have to book things exactly the way I would book them because I actually don't take time to think things out and book through any booking things I do here off the top of my head and normally in reaction to the crap I see. But, uh, but you do need to make sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is where you get things that don't make sense when a team loses their qualifying match, but then it's like, well, we don't have a. I love Luthes. Yes. (laughs) As soon as this podcast is over, DKM anoints himself as the king of, <laughs> of the uh, Fort Worth area and, and has a scepter that he points at people. Actually, my scepter broke. I need a new one. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a joke, by the way. It's my scepter. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, again, I'm one of those that understands half the, for, half the teams have to lose in the first round. I get that. And so you're not... I mean, so in some, I don't see some of these teams any worse than some of the teams that were in the original Crockett Cup, you know. Yeah. And even with Jaden go, well, they teamed, they teamed. It's like, well, sure, for like the three months before the Crockett, 
cup so that they could advertise them for the Crockett Cup. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm looking through the teams right now. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about this on the power discussion very briefly at the end of the show, but like, you know, they, they made a team from power qualify to be in the Crockett cup. And it's not even the team that's in the cup and it's just, uh, you know, continuity issues and, 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 and bad booking. It's, I, you know, what Lutha said, it's bad booking, but it, it's it's starting to get to a point where the promoter keeps telling you how good of a booker he is, and he keeps making, you know, glaring uh, bad booking decisions. And, uh, look, I'm not saying everything that Billy does is bad because there's a lot of good stuff that I enjoy about the NWA, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't necessarily think I would enjoy that when it plays out, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. But then a lot of the stuff is just uh, problematic about, uh, again, don't have continuity you don't have good storyline you're throwing together a tournament it's a prestigious tournament you know get some get some better tag teams i i and i agree dk i agree there's some teams that are here just to lose and i understand that but why are you going to bring in somebody like dan maff and sean donovan if they're just there to lose why are you going to bring in uh flip gordon and fodder just to have them lose you know well, it's not gonna, like Potter's winning a ton. <laughs> no, but Flip Gordon has always been kind of in, held in high regard with NWA fans. Uh, you know, going back to the first Crockett Cup that Billy uh, put on with Ring of Honor. So it's just, I don't know. It, look, and we'll get into this in just a few more minutes. We'll get through our whole uh, our our list and and we'll compare and contrast notes here. But uh, I, I'm. I'm hopeful that this is going to be a good pay-per-view. I know that in the past, the NWA has delivered pay-per-views that I found extremely enjoyable, but the whole build-up to this pay-per-view has been below average, subpar. Um, you know what I think part of it is, too, is that there's a there seems to be a perception that more teams is better, no. and it's not. Okay. Even if you stick if you stick in the Lightning One era... Uh, Right, the, if in uh, 2019 there were um, there were what 12, 12 teams in the quarters, I think is what they started with, and um, you had the Briscoes, you had the Rock and Roll Express, who you know we we all love and adore Ricky, but he had a little tiny bit of juice left in 2019. Yeah, um, you had Kojima and Nagata. I love that. Too. Villain Enterprises, right? Bandito and Flip Gordon, uh, Stuka and Guerrero Mai Jr. I'm reading this. I'm not remembering it. Uh, uh, you, had, you had the War Kings, who were NWA former NWA World Tag Team. No, wait, no, they weren't. Never mind. Sorry, I'm thinking of Dane and uh, Conway. Uh, Conway. Conway. So, but Crimson and and Dane, and you had the Wild Cards, and in Isaacs and Latimer, like it was. It was a better field with half as many teams. Uh, John brings up another good point. Flip's Ring of Honor Crockett Cup match was amazing as rebroadcasted on USA. Why put that old match over that way if he's just going to be stuck with a newbie and squashed? Almost seems insulting. I mean, we don't know that he's going to get squashed in the first round. We're, these are just our predictions. You know, no, not one of us has a hotline to Billy, and none of us are hearing anything inside you know this is all just our opinion and look we could be wrong man who knows it might be a fodder flip in a you know a a morton finals for all we know but i I just don't think never say that again out loud (laughs) 
Hey, man, <laughs> your heavyweight division going forward. Hey, but this does bring up. So we've been talking about Billy, and Billy's had some responses like earlier. We talked a little bit about it last week uh, with he doesn't book for the fans. We kind of agree. And I'm kind of going to reiterate something I said and disagree with Jaden's response to it. So maybe that'll bring him on. But, <laughs> you got to uh, say his name three times like Beetlejuice. <laughs> Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Anyway. Uh, I brought Scooby on. I brought Scooby on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we have the... We have the thing of, no, you don't book, you don't book to what the fans are saying and yelling out today or tomorrow, right. because fans are fickle, and the same fans that were ready for Roman Reigns to win the title when he was part of the Shield didn't want Roman Reigns, uh, Reigns to win the title because they liked Danielson better. Yeah, and uh, everything, but you do have to take into account what the fans like to a certain point. Uh, you know, Jaden was saying, he goes, well, if you book it well or whatever, it doesn't matter what the fans like, but the fans are either going to like or not like what you do. Now you scared off Tim. What are you doing there? I just fixing something. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, you, you do have to listen to the general things and, you know, run with it. I mean, a lot of people are upset they didn't put have Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns. And it was like, boy, that would have been the worst decision ever. <laughs> I mean, yes, you would have got a huge pop. I don't doubt that. But Ronnie Garvin got a huge pop when he won the NWA world title. Fans went crazy. And, then, they're like, and then they were like, wait, Ronnie Garvin's world champion? <laughs> And not only were they like, wait, Ronnie Gervin's world champion, but then they're just like, man, he's just going to lose it at Starcade anyway. Because we all knew what was happening. And so, okay, so I'm all the way today. And uh, I don't know. You know, it's just, you got to, you got to pay attention to what fans and Billy likes to gaslight fans. And, and well, he kind of does. Sure. It was, like, it was like when Bill, Bully Ray came out and talked to Tyrus, and boy, he just did everything he could to put Tyrus over. It's like if you got to send Bully Ray out there, talk that you know Tyrus is the man, Tyrus is the one, Tyrus is the person. You know, it doesn't matter what all those fans out there are saying. Tyrus is great. If you need to have someone come out and do that, then it's the wrong guy. Yep. If, if you have to tell the fans they're wrong, you got the wrong guy. And so then Billy has this other article, you know, about how your interview that was into an article about, you know, Tyrus brings the heat. And I don't know what heat he brings. He brings gold. Huh? You know, go away. <laughs> I see he, you know, go away heat. And then so then you read the article, and he's saying, well, if people don't like Tyrus because of his political views, well, they're not real wrestling fans. Well, first of all, 
excuse me for, uh, you know, excuse me, but I don't think you get to determine what a real wrestling fan is. Nope. I don't care who you are. And secondly, let's be honest. The only reason Tyrus is champion is because he's on some show where he's sharing his political views. Because Billy likes to see the NWA mentioned all the time on the show. Or the belt sitting there or whatever. And the only heat he brings is, like I said, uh, you know, when they turn the oven on. Yes, that may be the case. But yeah, you know, there's he, he doesn't have heat. That's the problem. You don't want to watch him. I I I kind of disagree a little bit, but not not what you're saying, but what you're pointing out. Because I think he does have some heat. I think there is some general interest in him wrestling. I think the problem is is that he doesn't deliver on his matches. That guy could talk me into a match. When I hear him cut promos, I think, damn it. He's so good. He's good at cutting a promo. I, I can't lie about it. I can't fabricate it. He's great with his words. And he gets me to believe that this match is going to be good. Then the, the, the buildup for um, Hard Times 3, when he he was talking about how important that matchup was to him, and he came down the aisle in the best shape he's looked in, uh, you know, ever. And it was a it was a pretty good match. Was it great? No. Was it good for Tyrus? Man, it's the five-star version of Tyrus, which is still a two-and-a-half stars to everybody else. I can't, I, can't, I can't invest in a world champion who can't go for more than 10 minutes without getting blown up. I can't go for a world champion who's in-ring work looks like Andre the Giant, not you know in the, in, the, in the 70s or 80s, but Andre the Giant in the early 90s when he was near death. Yeah. I just can't go for it. I, I want to. Look, I want Tyrus to be everything that Billy Corgan says because the promos are there, man. If he could go, we would have a great world champion. But he can't. His, his body won't let him. And that's the problem. Is like, let's just say what it is. He can't wrestle. Yeah. And I guess, go ahead. I was going to say, I guess the difference between you and me is that he, I know he talks well, but he never convinces me he's going to wrestle well. Because yeah. he's had he's had one and a half good matches. That's fair. And Trevor Murdoch was was involved in two of them. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, we're talking too much. Scooby. Yes. Talk talk. <laughs> yeah, just talk. Scooby. Talk on demand, Iris. <laughs> well, I, I mean I I agree with, with Jay in that Tyrus can talk. Um if he were a manager or he brought somebody up and he was using his influence to build a younger wrestler, I would agree with it 100%. I don't run the NWA. Billy's going to do what Billy's going to do. If I were running the NWA, I'd do things totally different. Seeing that you're having two days of Crockett Cup and you have all these outside teams and new teams being thrown together, they're not doing a taping that I know of. No, nothing's been announced. So why do you have – I there? first it was 20 teams, then 24, then 26. 
I can't do the math to figure out who's going where. They should have used the last couple of tapings when they were in Chicago to do the semifinals or at least the the, the quarters. Yeah. To get it up to there and have your last your top eight teams the first night plus a couple other matches and then your finals on the second night where you use power in USA to get some of these teams. You're bringing in all these great wrestlers and up and coming wrestlers. And that I know of, they're not going to be used at any tapings because there aren't tapings. So you're bringing them in for two nights for live wrestling, which is a good thing for them, but we're not going to see any of these teams, we're not going to see TNT, the Dudley Boys version two. We're not going to see them in any more matches after the Crockett Cup unless they show up at 75. It's it's a crapshoot. It's one of these things of less is more. Use these teams when you can and when you can do some actual recording of matches that mean something that I'm glad that the, the clowns are only going to be there for one night, hopefully, and not in any more tapings. But to me, it seems a waste. They should have looked at what was going, going on and say, okay, we're going to have the top 16 teams, but let's work it down and have some pre-qualifying matches to get rid of the quote-unquote enhancement teams. It's it's less is more. Yeah, I'd rather have quality than quantity. Sixteen teams last year. Yep. My air conditioner is freaking out. Sorry. Um. Listen, you know, there's. I was just thinking about something with Tyrus there, and you know, everybody said, like you said, now, uh, uh, DK, like, well, Billy, Billy wants that world title, on Gutfeld five nights a week. I think it's five nights a week, but I've never seen it. But um, just like he had the TV title on there before that, and that's that's the that's the payoff. If you've picked, and I don't mean you, but I mean anyone who's picked Tyrus and. Adonis to win the Crockett Cup, uh, he could end up giving the the actual wrestling fans who exist right now what they want by dropping the world title to, you know, Adonis or EC3 or whoever, and keep the world tag team title and have that on on uh, on Gutfeld. We wouldn't I mean, care so much. But something occurs to me. I didn't actually bring this up the other night, but when I was talking about uh, Tyrus and why I thought you know the experiment was worth taking for Mr. Corgan, but whether he consciously did it or not, Billy Corgan said, I'm going to go against what my wrestling fans want right now. The existing NWA fan base, which is, you know, compared to the rest of the wrestling world, quite small and put the belt on Tyrus in an attempt to draw a larger fan base that would be interested in Tyrus and, and be a Tyrus fan and make them NWA fans. So 
I'm actually going to favor the political pundit fans for my wrestling company than I am my actual, you know, existing wrestling fan base in an attempt to, I don't know, double their size or, or whatever. That's pretty ballsy. It's pretty risky. Uh, and uh, but, I don't know that. Billy will be the yeah. first one to tell you that's what he does, though. He goes against the yeah. grain. And Billy will be sure to tell you that it, it was his genius that made the Smashing Pumpkins a huge hit in the States. When everyone told Billy not to do it, he did it. And he'll be the first one to tell you that. And he'll he'll remind yeah. you that every chance he gets. Sure. But is he wrong? Uh, I mean, look. They just did a world tour in Mexico. They had a whole day dedicated to them. They did uh, 15, uh, 10 dates in 15 days in Australia. And as I'm compiling right now, there's some 26 events that are coming up uh, uh, at the end of July, all the way through August in the United States. I'm not talking about up in your part of the uh, world, in your country, Tim. And it's just, uh, I guess, maybe not. Maybe not. That's the thing. Like you can, you, we can have a guy who we think is, you know, if you'll forgive the language in, in many cases, some people think he's an arrogant douchebag. He's, he's what we call in business up here, a fig jam. Fuck. <laughs> I'm good. Just ask me. Um, so, you know, and if that's the case, that's fine, but it doesn't mean that he's, he's actually automatically wrong about it. If he, you know, if, like I've heard a lot of arguments too in in the chat and you know online about how wrestling or music isn't pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of similarities between the two businesses, um, and I think that one mind, like good skills, can transfer over to another. Do I think he's successful? I I don't know. I don't like the booking decisions, but unless anyone can show me that Tyrus uh, has or hasn't brought over you know more buys to uh pay-per-views on fight or more views to to youtube till we have that information i don't know that we can we can judge other than what it is that we like and, 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 we the, th and the thing about it too is those numbers the, the smashing pumpkins and uh the nwa are not publicly traded organizations they don't have any need or desire to show those numbers to the fans. It's not like Fight is coming out and saying, hey, we just, the NWA just had more buy rates now than any pay-per-view before. No, we're not going to get that information. All of it's going to be on the hush-hush, right? None of it's going to be brought to the present unless it, unless, and I could be mistaken, if those numbers were incredible, they would be the first ones to tell us that NWA is very quick to self-promote when they do something right. And we haven't heard, we haven't heard in a long time, like, oh, we sold out this show. Uh, we sold out Highland Park. Okay, you sold out 400 tickets. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Carlton brings up a good point there too. By the way, if he says it hasn't grown, uh, in fact, it might have gone down on YouTube. You know, and that's that's really the the watermark, right? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only um, scorecard that we can see publicly. Yep. Here's kind of my thoughts on that whole conglomerate of ideas. I don't know how successful the pumpkins have been or haven't been. Okay. I, I mean, I really don't know. Uh, they weren't in my generation of music. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I never turn on a radio. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't listen to anything anymore that, that you know, I, the way I tend to hear music is when my son's 
play something <laughs> and I'll think, and you know, I'll think one of two things, either that's a lot of garbage or, Hey, that's not bad. And even a lot, even my sons listen to a lot of older music. And so I don't, you know, the pumpkins were not during my time. And so I don't know how big they were. I don't know how many hits they had. I don't know if they were niche or not. You know, I, I really could not, I can't answer any of those questions. And, you know, was Billy the sole person responsible for their success? Maybe, I don't know. But let me tell you how much that matters. It doesn't. Not one damn bit. Are there skills that are transferable? Maybe. I mean, you know, I could I could run a successful Mexican restaurant, but I couldn't run a successful Chinese one. And uh, I mean, the restaurant's right. Skills should be transferable. Well, well you could look at it that way, but you could I, also look at it like I can manage you know, a restaurant or I can manage, you know, a facilities department. It's a managerial skill more than it is the flavor of, of the food that's being served. Yeah. I've watched a lot of directors completely F up departments because of that, because, oh, well, at a director level, they don't need to be, you know, really knowledgeable. They just need the leadership skills. They were really good in public works. Let's put them over finance. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't work. I promise you. I've seen it enough times. And so, but, okay. but even there, here's the whole thing. It doesn't matter. Maybe 99% of people would be successful all across the things. It does not matter. Billy is not successful in promoting this Iris-led uh, wrestling show at this moment. And anybody who's trying to argue that he is, I think it's basically lost it. Well, I mean, I mean, we may not have the numbers, but I do know reality. And the reality is what I'm seeing out there is there are far more people talking about the NWA now than, they, than there was uh, six, seven months ago. And 95% of it's negative. So, I mean, don't, you know, I'm not going to use a some kind of quirky old saying, you know, just don't bullshit me. Don't. And again, it's like I said, if you have to come out and have Bully Gray tell me how great Tyrus is, if you have to come out and tell me sure. the fans don't get it, you're admitting to me you fucked up. Sorry, don't demonetize Jay, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're basically admitting it right then, right there. I mean... When Lagana and Corgan took over, they both had incredibly large chips on their shoulder. Lagana's was, you know, probably the size of Tyrus. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he's gone now. He, he lived by the sword and he died by the sword. And, you know, <laughs> well, he's gotten more and more involved. Pun not intended. <laughs> Pun, Move on. And <laughs> probably not intended. And, and you know, it, I'm sorry, you just can't you can't tell me 
he's a raging success. Okay, so but if I may, you can't even tell me he's a moderate success. We're we're, we're on the same page. I agree that it probably hasn't worked, at least from a fan perspective. A hundred percent hasn't. Real, Let's real, say I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long Tyrus has been champ. Let's say six months, though, okay? Something like that. If oh, six, six months. months sure, okay. So if six months ago, and, and you're running the NWA, you know, one of the most uh, popular, like a participant, a, a featured pundit on a, um, you know, one of, if not the most popular, it's way up there from what I understand, show on Fox TV has 2 million viewers a night. You have the opportunity to put your title on that guy and who's going to carry it on to the program. Would you say six months ago, not knowing how it's turned out, that you would at least consider the experiment? Okay, here's why my answer is no, of course not. Because Tyrus was on there for a year with the TV title. Anybody who was interested in wrestling and Tyrus, and what the heck happened to my screen, anybody who was interested in wrestling <laughs> and Tyrus and wanted to see the NWA, who was part of Gutfield, they already had their opportunity. That's a good point. Suddenly putting the world title on them in place of the TV title, it's not going to make a difference. You're, you're either interested in wrestling and you're interested in the NWA. I mean, that TV belt that he held is as well known as the pounds of gold. But... Jay likes to yeah, just knock everything down. But he knock know. over his everything he has on his desk. But such a pretty belt too, with the red on silver. Tim, don't you think it's a pretty belt? I think the red on silver plates are wonderful. It's just a shame it's not on black leather. Well, why would you <laughs> want to do that? Why would, why would Only you want people to like Jaden wouldn't want it on black leather? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying you're like Jaden? I, uh, Jaden and I agree on avocados and uh, the the black leather television oh, title. Everybody with intelligence agrees with us on avocado. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're having avocado barbecue. That's what we're going to have. I already planned it out. We're good. Hey, I wanted to point something out real quick. Um, we, we asked about how successful Billy Corgan is as a musician. So I went to the billboard.com website and looked up Smashing Pumpkins. And although... You know, uh, DKM said Smashing Pumpkins wasn't his genre. That wasn't a. Uh, it, it was before. It was after his time in music, but it was right smack dab in, in my time with music. And you know, the grunge music was very much and still is a very important part of my life. And I love grunge music. And, and a lot of times, Smashing Pumpkins is quantified, qualified as grunge music, which I completely disagree with. But no, uh, that's the alternative. Yeah, I would call them alternative too, but you know that that's a lot of people from that era consider them grunge music, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, which I completely disagree with. Uh, but they, Billboard Top 100, how many number one hits did they have? How many top ten hits have they had? But they did have eight songs that charted on the Billboard Hot 100, and. Uh, you know, a 1979 that came out in 96, the peak spot was 12. Tonight, Tonight came out in 96, the peak spot was 36. 33 that also came out in 96, peak spot was 39. Ava Adore came out in 98, top spot 42. Bullet with the Butterfly Wings came out in 95, top spot was 22. 
Perfect by uh, came out in 98, 54. Tarantula came out in 2007, 54. Doomsday Clock, which came out in 07, 97. So I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, nothing that uh, Billy Corgan produced, at least in terms of Billboard, uh, trended. Is he still making money with music? Absolutely. Is he still a, a rock star and, and rich and famous because of music? Absolutely. But maybe he isn't as good as a rock star as a lot of people think he is, at least not by the popular opinion. I hate to have maneuvered myself into the position of the guy who's going to consistently defend Billy here because I'm with all you guys on the lack of success around the around the booking yeah, and the direction of the NWA. But he does have two Grammy Awards. He has an American Music Award. He can't argue with the success. I can't argue with that. He's got MTV Video Music Award well, from, from back in the day. MTV's I'm bullshit. just saying. he's uh, They've got... I mean, somebody get Pam on here. She'll rip us to shreds. <laughs> and look, and when I had the option of watching a Smashing Pumpkin concert or going to a CMLL show in Mexico City, you know, I chose CMLL. Hey, I would have driven. <laughs> you know, like, let's go. It was. I sat there and I, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm tired of standing all day. And it, it you know, it'd been a few hours. And I'm like, uh, I called my wife and, and I said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about ditching the concert to go see. Uh, CMLL. She's like, what are you still doing there? Go. Like, yeah, what am I still doing here? Let's go. I, I know like two of their songs. I know Steve, uh, Scoob's the, the music guy. I'm sure yeah. he could probably tell us how successful they are, but... Well, it, it, if you look at them, I mean, Jay, you're looking at the Billboard charts, which is basically everything thrown into one. But if right. you look at the Rock, modern rock. Um, now he's considered "quote unquote" some classic rock, but in, in the alternative world, he's probably in the, the the pumpkins are probably in the top ten, just fan wise, being where they were. Granted, they didn't really fit into the grunge; they were more of the rock alternative not an alternative to to regular music but they had the the hard hard rock sound but it was just turned on its side yeah they they have roughly i mean chart wise on the on the regular billboard charts like you said they weren't high up there but on the alternative all-time alternative rock and modern tracks, they're I think either seven or eight. I mean that's very high up there. But when you look at things like that, it also includes. <coughs> excuse me. You look at some bands and go, oh well, they're just different. They're they're they 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 have their fans, and that's it. You have people that look at like Nine Inch Nails. They're not for everybody. No. The same thing with Smashing Pumpkins. He tried doing his own thing, didn't want to conform, and he had enough people and enough of an audience that went along with what he did. Hey, I, I'm I, looking that, that he's doing the same thing with the NWA. I, it's one I, uh, of these things of he's running it the way he wants to, 
If it works, it works. If not, no harm, no foul. He puts it on his shelf and he goes away. He's a musician and this is his play toy. That, that There's a lot of truth to that. And, and again, to kind of just echo what Scoob said, like, look, my favorite band is Pearl Jam. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. I know not everybody loves Pearl Jam the way I do. And and yeah, Pearl Jam, if you look at the, what they've done on the charts and stuff, uh, you know, they've never had a number one hit either, right? I get that. And it's still, there's a cult-like following of, of a band like Pearl Jam. They have their own XM station. And, and you know, uh, XM is teased and flirted with the idea of having a Smashing Pumpkin station. Uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, of course, it's a matter of taste, right? And, uh, you know, and I don't hate, I don't hate the Smashing Pumpkins. I don't hate Billy Corgan, right? That's not the case. There's actually a lot of Smashing Pumpkin songs I like, but it's just to me, it's like, uh, just what Scoob said. This is his play thing. If, if, uh, and I saw in the, um, on the Facebook group that I'm a part of the NWA, I think it's, um, unfiltered. Maybe it's uncensored. One of those. Unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, Terry McDermott runs the group, I think. And he posed the question. He's like, you know, uh, the end, I, I, my heart breaks for the NWA because of Billy Corgan, but like at the end of the day, Billy Corgan, you can kind of, you could credit him with saving the NWA because it was on its last legs, guys. A lot like yeah. DKM knows this. We were there talking about how bad things were. You know, you had Rob Conway in in like uh, 2014 wrestling in the Super Do- or in the uh, Tokyo Dome, defending the 10 pounds of gold on a Wrestle Kingdom uh, event. And then just a few late, a few years later, you had Tim Storm going to Japan wrestling in an indie show. I mean, the the interest in the NWA was rapidly decreasing. Uh, you know, Bruce Tharp was trying to sell the brand to anyone that would buy it. He had he 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 solicited offers from the WWE, uninterested. They could have just bought the name. They could have renamed it NXT. They could have called that NWA. Right? They could have done that. You know, how much would Triple H have loved to call NXT NWA? It would have cost them, what, a million dollars? Is that a whole lot to the WWE? Probably, you know, I don't think so. Which they is to New Japan. New Japan didn't want to buy them. Nobody had any interest in purchasing them. So for as much shit as I talk about Billy Corgan, I'm also very grateful for Billy Corgan because had he not bought the NWA and put money into the NWA, we'd be talking about MLW right now. Nothing wrong with MLW, by the way. But I'm just saying, we wouldn't have any NWA to be talking about. So, I mean, for as much... <laughs> and it's his baby. This is his toy. This is his plaything. He's going to do it the way he wants to do it. And again, I'm okay with him doing it the way he wants to do it. I just want him to do it better. That's all. Agreed. Which is, you know, to that point, while there have been a lot of great NWA champions post-1994. You know, like, guys, you can go, these were great wrestlers. Chris Candido, Dan Severin's in that group. Uh, You know, even as personalities like Steve Carino or um, who did he lose to? Shinya Hashimoto. And, you know, on the entire TNA years with, with Jarrett and uh aj styles christian cage all those guys right and you could and even beyond that we all love adam pierce um you know uh blue demon was in that group 
10, 15 years ago. And, you know, and everybody we've talked about leading up to the Lightning One era, era just like just before that with like Tenzan and Conway and Jack Stain and all that stuff, you know, and all this. You could argue all of these guys are great champions, mm-hmm. but have any have any of these these figures, have any of the people who have been promoting it, and have any of the figures that have been promoted ever taken them too far, the NWA off of life support? This is a this is like 30 years like the NWA has been teetering on the brink before Billy Corkin, which is why I maintain that at least six months ago, the experiment was warranted to try to get a bigger audience. I, I mean, I will, I will question or I will respond to that by saying that in 2005, 2006, David Marquez was running small to medium sized arena shows um, all throughout the Southwest, uh, Southeast, um, I mean, Texas, Florida, Arizona. They were doing shows north of the border in uh, Calgary and not Calgary in Alberta. They were doing shows in uh, like Wyoming. Um, and these were small arena size shows. Vegas was uh, like almost like a home for them. Uh, the Orleans Arena, not not Samstown Live, where you know Ring of Honor used to tape and where uh, Future Stars of Wrestling tapes. And, but in the arena, in the Orleans Arena, which holds like fifteen thousand, they had about five thousand people there. I mean, they even had the 60th anniversary show, not at the Nashville Fairgrounds. They were in the Phillips Arena. Was it a sold-out crowd? No. But there were more people in the Phillips Arena than there were at the 70th anniversary show to see Cody. You know what I mean? Like, there, there is, to, to your point, there have been times where the NWA has made those strides to being something bigger and better. But up until the Bruce Tharp era, it was always by committee, right? There was a few promoters who would put in the work to make things happen, but that doesn't mean that everyone was on board with it. You know, when Dave Marquez went into Texas to do a a show in the, you know, in the, in Houston or in um, Galveston or Brownsville, like he had a permission from the local promoter. And more often than not, he would have to have all kinds of local talent who maybe weren't ready for big time wrestling. He'd have to put them on the show just to have the blessing to be there because that's what a, an alliance was Bruce Tharp. I don't think he did this intentionally or maybe he did, but when he changed the dynamic of the NWA, he went from a membership base to a licensing base so that he could keep control him and Bruce or Bruce, uh, Chris, and Fred had control, and then it was just whittling down the members. And once he whittled down the, the remaining members of the NWA to just himself, he was in full control of the NWA, and that's when he tried to sell it. So, I, I mean, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, I think there were times, right? I think there were times where the NWA could have made that next step, but unlike what Billy Corgan has now, which is total autonomy, they never had that before. Sure. Excuse me for one second. I'll be right back. Well, fine. Abandon us. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's a. I've heard comparisons to, like, it's a terrible experience. If the experiment to have Tyrus as your champ, if you look at David Arquette in WCW as world champ, same thing. It's not the same thing. It's similar in the sense that they're both celebrities, but 
whether you think he's a good wrestler or not, nobody does. You know, Tyrus was, Tyrus is a wrestler. And, you know, what Tyrus could bring to the NWA was never in the ring. It was on Fox late night television. Well, and, you know, I hate the thought of hot shotting titles. I, and it's something that, for the most part, they've avoided. On fourth the world title at least. They've done yeah. it with some others. But if you wanted to hot shop tires, <laughs> you know, you'd need a really big shot. Uh we've got Willie in the chat now. What's going no, on? <laughs> but, anyway, but you know, I could see an argument for that. Put a put the title on them for a month, put it on Gutfield for a month, you know, yay. Again, like I said, after a year of having the TV title on there. Yeah. It, it so, should have been the national title, I think. But anyway. And, carry and, on. Well, anyway, going going back, we can talk about the success that past promotions had or didn't have. We can look at how bad AEW is or how bad WWE is or how bad Joe Smo's promotion down the street is. It's all relevant. What I'm looking at, I I judge everything independently. So it doesn't matter to me what the NWA was under Tharp. Sure. Tharp's gone now. Bye. He's Lavender Jones. Or White Lavender Jones or whatever his name is. He's got the, the best smoke. I guess, sure. He's smoking something. By his own admission, I think. No, he definitely. And, uh, okay, fine. But he's gone now. And Billy's had the NWA for... About six years. Six years. Mm -hmm. I guess it'll be six years this fall. And so, all I'm worried about right now is what is the NWA right now? I don't even care what the NWA was pre-pandemic. Yeah, you can't. You, it's it's not the same as it was. You know, no. that was then. What is it now? Yeah. You know, and right now it's not good. And right now they have a bad world champion or bad choice for a world champion. And right now they have a pay-per-view coming up that I am not in the least but interested in. There is nothing at all that excites me with the exception of, of Thoroughbilly and EC3, but I don't believe Thoroughbilly is going to win, hopefully, but I don't believe it at this moment. And so that has me in a thing of, do I even want to buy this? Or do I just want to listen to everybody else moan about it after the fact? <laughs> I, I love that. Everybody else sings praises about it. I can go back and buy it and then watch it. But sure. you know, I I can't not unbuy it. <laughs> they don't do refunds. Yeah, you know, and well, not not after you've seen it. Although I think you should be able to sue for, you know, emotional damage or something. And so, you know, so again, we can talk about the past. We can talk about the things way things were. We can talk about whether Billy is or isn't successful in the music business. By the way, Kermit the Frog had a hit that made 
you know, the number 25. So, uh, Great song, yeah, yeah, so, green. uh, rainbow connection, actually, rainbow connection, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> some that was our only good movie, too, come to think of it, but <laughs> you know, it's just here now. You know, and I've said that we've said this for a while. Some of us, if this just wasn't a passion that we're connected to, we would have stopped watching a long, long time ago. And it it bothers me that sometimes I can watch the show and go, "Hey, that was a really good show," and then get hit with three weeks of something. Like, oh <laughs> well, yeah. John John just said in the chat, and I, I, th- I think most of us agree with that. Yep, each new show and taping is a chance for them to succeed or fail. The, the the caveat to that is we get our hopes up when the show starts looking good. We get excited, and we'll tell you. Like, DK and I have been doing this for such a long time. We, we started covering this show when it aired. When it first started back in 2019, we were talking about this show. And, uh, you know, the, there were parts where it was – great and there was parts where it was god awful and and you know here it is almost six years later and we're still saying the same thing it's like some of these kinks need to get worked out for sure um but i also don't want to continue to beat the dead horse here i mean we've made the point it's pretty clear it's pretty evident uh you know this pay-per-view to what dkm said he's not super excited about it i am excited about it i know tim's excited about it scoob but you're going to the pay-per-view right so i mean at least there is some interest from from the fans uh, okay, you know. so, so why are you excited about it uh, jay i mean um, what is it that has got you truly excited to where you're happily spending your money so when i okay it's hard for me to divorce the legacy and the passion that i have for the nwa to my current fandom i i, I just can't do it so like the legacy of that cup, although it was, uh, you know, kind of halted after three years, to me, it's still kind of cool that they bring it back. It's, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I hope that I'm not stealing any of Tim's thunder, thunder here, but it's like, uh, you know, the, the Stanley Cup, right? The reason why it's so amazing and significant is the history and legacy that's associated with it. To me, man, could you imagine if the NWA had continuously worked with the Crockett Foundation throughout all these years and they would have done this tag team tournament every year like that would have been awesome well, obviously they didn't but I still like the uh, the history and tradition that's connected to it um, then the second part of it is there's some tag teams in here that I, I kind of want to see sent to slaughter is a team that uh, I knew nothing about but I I kind of you know Sean Donovan won me over man I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping that they shock the world. Uh, I want to see blunt force trauma and actually have some serious wrestling matches where Stevens isn't inside the ring getting interfering. And I think at a pay-per-view, we might get that. Uh, I want to see La Rebellion get tested. You know, they, the team that they lost to at the last Crockett cup was the Briscoes, right? That's who eliminated them, right? Yep. No, was it? I mean, I can pull it up. No, they were they were eliminated by uh, the Commonwealth Connection. Oh, Commonwealth Commonwealth Connection, yeah. And they ended up winning. Commonwealth Connection eliminated them to make it into the finals. 
Yeah. And Briscoe's won. Okay. And then they lost their tag championship match. And you're right. Okay. You're right. But I still would like to see them get tested because I don't feel like there's been a very uh, a good challenge for the Bris or for the uh, Lauder Billion since Hakari departed from the brand. Uh, there, there's a lot of matches that I'm looking forward to, and of course the aforementioned EC3 versus Thrillbilly. Um, that's going to be a very telling match for me. If EC3 walks away with that match, a clean victory, then I, I don't think that uh, the hopes that I have for Thrillbilly are going to materialize. But if it's a tough battle and it goes back and forth, well, maybe maybe they he doesn't win to uh, you know at night number one, but maybe they run it back at the 75th anniversary show. And I I almost kind of hope they do that because I think a better way to build up that feud is to give it more time. But uh, that's just me. I mean, who knows? I could be wrong. Won't be the first time. I and I admit <laughs> to that. I look, I'm not always right. Um, did either of you guys, uh, Scoob or, or Tim, did you guys want to add anything to that? After you, Dave. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I enjoy tag team wrestling. And this is basically a buffet of tag team wrestling. The Crockett Cup, all different kinds of teams, different sizes. And I mean, it, it's going to be a battle of styles that you have your big brutes. You have a couple teams that do Lucha style. You have a couple teams that I've never seen before. I can watch them on YouTube, but I'm glad to actually be able to see like TNT in action. I'm stoked to see Tom Latimer and Rhett Titus, two of my favorite wrestlers wrestle together. They've wrestled each other and it was a hell of a match, but to see them actually team and be on the same page, I'm, I'm loving that. And it's, it's just one of these things of we can see storylines made of either teams imploding and breaking up or these new teams that have newly formed. I mean, like Kratos and Odinson, each of them on their own, <clears throat> do their own thing. But to have them together, that's just a monster team. Let's see where it goes. I mean, it could be almost the end part two. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't mean to step in what you're saying, but like, that's kind of what I feel like, you know, and I don't want to speak ill of Paro, but he was obviously the kind of weaker part of that tag team when they were in the in the hunt of those tag team titles, right? Paro was always the weak link. Well, you replace him with a guy who won the tag titles, Kratos, who is everything that Paro really isn't. He moves well in the ring. He's a very – God, I, I feel bad saying that about Paro. I see him put in the work. I've seen the videos. He looks like a million bucks right now, but he struggled when, with his time in the NWA. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to – I like that pairing, yeah, actually. But I, I'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to just seeing the different styles and just see what happens. That the Crockett Cup that it, it seems that each of the pay-per-views that they do sets up the next season as to where they're going. Now I'm not sure what they're planning on doing with 
with Tyrus and Adonis, if they're going to go round number two of them battling, or if EC3 is going to be bumped up. But you have some guys that can wrestle and actually help Tyrus look decent in the ring. Yeah. It's just figuring out how long they can go match-wise and <laughs> yeah. when they can take breaks or when there can be quote-unquote outside interference and it doesn't hurt the match too much. But it just I, – I realize the Crockett Cup is for tag teams – and when they first announced that Tyrus was going to be in it with Adonis, I was like, man, there's hardly any belts being defended besides the women. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, well, if in the long run these matchups and these new teams forming end up having a decent to good story come out of it, I'm okay with him not defending the title, even though – I'm old school in the 30 days uh, defense of the 10 pounds of gold, but I mean, things change, so you just roll with the changes. I, uh, you know, I'm with Scoop. I like tag team wrestling better than I like singles wrestling. Always, always been that way for me. I, I like the dynamics. I love the Crockett Cup for nostalgic reasons, like I said, but also it, it, you know, the stories that can be told when you get all of these NWA and, you know, potentially if they're, I, I, the part that actually scares me and maybe you should, we should talk about it at some point is that there's no tapings on the horizon that we know about, but um, you know, the, the talent that can come in and be seen and like, you know, that can help create new storylines. Like Dave's been talking about teams that, that could be super successful. What if Max and Judeus are one of the surprise? Uh, they they end up going over, uh, you know, the now and Tyrus and Adonis. Like, what if that's the big team? Like, there's so many different possibilities, and I I get excited for some of the teams uh, that are that are coming in. No more of them than the now. Have you guys heard this? The did you guys hear? The now on busted open this past week. No, I I I've known of the story. I didn't know all the connections to it. I heard you talk about it last night, okay. um, and and it's a great story. I mean, well, it's not a great story. It's a scary story. But yeah. the recovery and the path to get to the Crockett Cup, um, and, and in my notes for the power, I I mentioned like you know why i echoed your sentiment they should have put that as part of the storyline they should have built that yeah. into this crockett cup because like everyone loves an underdog right everybody loves to come from behind story everyone wants to hear about the guy who almost didn't get it get it that would have been an amazing story to tell instead we just have him wrestle against two jobbers from chicago and yeah. uh you know like if, if that's how you want to reintroduce them to the NWA, then that would have been fine. But give them a real test. Have them face the Spectaculars. Have them face a tag team that was viable or could have been viable. Uh, we got an enhancement match, and it wasn't even a very good enhancement match. Right. Sorry. I'm going off. Yeah, I feel like if they told that story about the now, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, Vic Delicious getting an infection twice 
and almost losing his leg twice, like being hours away from it, which is why we didn't see them for so long. And the recovery from both of those things. And, you know, the day he was told in January, this, this January, that you can start walking again, Vic, he and Hale Collins started training for the Crockett Cup. Like, this is where they wanted to come back. And it's stories like, like that's a very unique, special story. Like, like you say, should have been told going into this. Uh, but, um, you know, there's there's lots of other stories that, that come out of this pay-per-view when you've got so many talents involved. And I'm okay with the titles not being defended. The only thing I would like to see is just like previous Crockett Cups of, of old, is you do your your uh, your up to your quarters or your semis, then you, it's the World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair defends against uh, Ronnie Garvin or whatever it was, right? And then you do your finals for the Crockett Cup on top. That's the way I think it should have been. Um, you point you said something, Tim, that I thought was interesting, and we kind of I'm not I don't even remember who said it earlier in the chat, but it might have been Dave Scooby. Uh, but you know, they did film some matches uh, while they were in Australia. What does that mean? I don't know. Are we going to get some Australian matches, uh, you know, after the, after the Crockett cup? I mean, <laughs> there were six NWA talents, wrestlers, grapplers, uh, in Australia. Oh, maybe seven. Um, Mercurio, Markova, uh, Kenzie page, Alex Taylor, uh, uh, of course, Silas Mason, our world junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton, and uh, and uh, Lada Belly on the tag champion. So I guess there was eight talents. You can't do eight. You can't do uh, uh, the lead to Croc or to lead to the seventy fifth anniversary with matches only featuring those eight talents. I mean, you could, yeah. but I'm sure that's going <laughs> to destroy the buy rates. Um, but then also to the point that. Uh, you know, we were talking about this whole Smashing Pumpkins tour. If they do, right, if they do exactly what uh, they did for uh, Mexico and uh, apparently Australia, if they tape matches at each and one of these shows, I mean, there's 26 matches, 26 uh, Smashing Pumpkin concerts between July 28th and September 9th. That they goes through the Crockett Cup and even after the Crockett Cup. In fact, they go the the Smashing Pumpkin. I'm sure Billy probably uh, scheduled it this way. They go to the 25th. They they have a concert on the 25th in New Hampshire. They take the 26th and 27th off, which for all intents and purposes is the Crockett Cup. And then he's back at it on the 30th of August. <laughs> and if wrestling is connected to each one of these concerts, because we don't know hundred percent if that's going to be the case. Um, if it is, well, damn, damn. I mean, that's number one, you're taking your talents on the road with you. That's great for them. But also like, that's going to give us a different look at the NWA, a very different vibe from what the, what we had at the Georgia broadcasting studio, right? That'd be a very different version of the NWA than what we've grown accustomed to. But I think having all those sh matches and shows on the road would be a very interesting uh, dichotomy and in and, and using this time to build up to the Crockett Cup. Now, maybe maybe there's going to do some TV tapings uh, in, the, in the month of July. This, this concert series doesn't kick off until July 28th. Maybe the plan is to do uh, some uh, live taping events in July or maybe at the end of June. Uh, we haven't been made privy to any of that yet. Maybe we'll hear about that after the Crockett Cup. 
So uh, I remember that year. Do you remember that year? Was it last last year? The year before it was like we're going to take two months off and reset, and then it was back for it was three years ago, right? It was back for the attack. Came out your favorite pay per view. (laughs) That was yeah. Oh, I I don't want to. I don't want another pause in the NWA. I just nor nor do I. Real quick, I'm going to say his name three times, and maybe he'll appear on the screen. Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Jaden, are you there? I've never really been there, and unfortunately, I apologize. I had no internet for like the last hour or so. You lucky devil, you. <laughs> we'll forgive you this time. I don't know what happened, but we had no phone signal, no internet, nothing. It's like it's like an EMP or something went off. Man, I never get that type of luck. Tim, somehow, some way, uh, you have us in the other alliance, guys. Uh, oh, do I? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you? Did, was there something you were going to pull up from there? No, I was just seeing if I could, so that you could. That when we get to Kenzie Page and the and the title uh, earlier, change, change it back, Jay. You could yeah. see like we have her. We have the belt in the overlay. Oh, I. You know what? I I I have that, and I didn't put it up, but I'll I'll bring it up. I'll I'll put it in there. No. Um. So so we're getting ready to talk about the Crockett Cup, uh, Jay. You missed about all the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> you want to hang out and talk some NWA with us? Well, if I have to. Yeah, you kind of do. It's kind of your job, you know, the, the unpaid internship that you have with the uh, Alliance guys. <laughs> um, so, all right. So let's let's real quick, let's get to the uh, the Crockett Cup. Um, you want to talk about the teams first? You want to talk about the, the matches first? Let's get the matches out of the way. That way, the teams would be, uh, I guess, the main event. Okay, well, the first thing that we have at the Crockett Cup, we know we're going to have the, the the buy-in match, right? The last chance match. And that's going to feature, uh, you know, the throwaways for the number four, 24 seed. You've got Daisy Kill and Talos. You've got Jeremiah Plunkett and Eric Jackson with Danny Deals. You've got the Miserably Faithful, assumingly with uh, with the Sinister Minister, and the Outrunners, a team that I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, but they, this will be their last shot into the Crockett Cup. I imagine this will probably be uh, on the pre-show, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, any thoughts on who's going to be the number 24 seed in the Crockett Cup? We'll start off with you, Dave Scooby. You're going to be there live. Who do you think is going to be the 24th entrant? Um, I'd like to actually see them push Daisy Kill and – Talos, just because they were featured on the Chicago tapings. Nothing, nothing against Gags and Sal or Jeremiah and Eric Jackson. Um, but I think pushing newer talent can do something for the NWA. It'll keep, hopefully, that talent around. And, I mean, the outrunners... I've seen a little bit of them, but they're more or less a indie darling team flavor of the week. If they go, it's fine, but then they'll have to lose unless they decide to push them all the way to the finals. And I don't think they're that good of a team to be pushed towards the finals. Use what talent you have, 
that is either getting established or already established. And I think push, push the Daisy kill Talos team just because they're different. How about you, uh, DK? Who do you think walks away at the wild card victory? Or who do you want to win? I mean, if it was Devin, who would you put in there? I'd put in Plunkett and Jackson just because I like Plunkett. Uh, as far as who I think is probably going to go in there, I'm kind of in agreement with Dave. I think it will probably be Daisy Cole Talos. Uh, Although I do have fears that they'll do the miserably faithful, but <laughs> Tim, do you have a, a, a an alternate selection? I do not. It's Daisy Kill and Talos for me. Although, if it's elimination, which it probably will be announced as, I I would think it'll come down to them with Gags and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Salapal. But yeah, it, I, it only makes sense to have the seven foot monster. And the guy who causes all the problems right now with his ukulele go into the next match. I am going to uh, go off the cuff here, and I'm going to say it's going to be Jackson and Plunkett. And, I, boy. and in fact, I'm actually going to throw this out. I think it's not going to be Jackson at all. I think uh, Alex Taylor will be uh, Plunkett's partner. That's my swerve. Feels like feels like inside baseball right now. No, this is just. <laughs> Look, I, Taylor got hurt in Australia. It's been about a month and a half. Maybe he's ready to come back. And I know that uh, on TV, they kind of said, uh, you know, Danny Deal says, oh, I have papers on him talking about uh, uh, talking about uh, Jeremiah Plunkett. But he also said it about Alex Taylor as well. Now we have, uh, you know, Eric Jackson, who I think is a student of Jeremiah Plunkett's. But like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's no disrespect intended to him, but the ill-begotten, you know, even though that they were forced to break up, they, they, none of them really adhered to that. Even they're still wrestling on the indies as ill-begotten. So, you know, when I read the tea leaves, if I was booking this, this is how I would book it. I'd, I'd bring in Alex Taylor and have him in, and uh, and uh, Jeremiah Plunkett advance. So I'm going to write that down. I guess that leaves me. Yes, sir. I'm going with the flavors of the week because that just sounds like something Billy would do. So who's the flavors of the week? Uh, who are they again, Dave Scooby? Uh, Outrunners. Outrunners. Oh, oh, the the outhousers. I'll choose them. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of hard not to advance a team with uh, Turbo Floyd and Truth Bag. <laughs> then now the real question is, how's that going to change everyone's Crockett Cup bracketology? But we'll 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 get to that in a moment. Um, all right. So then the next matchup, I guess, uh, if we're just going by um, what's listed. Because it's going to be mostly tag matches on night number one. Uh, we also have uh, this match, um, the Hardcore Team War. We know that La Rosa Negra will not be uh, in the in the Team War. She apparently got injured. So um, Samantha Star and M95 with a uh, partner to be named later versus Pretty Empowered, um, the full force of Pretty Empowered. Uh, Let's go with you first, DKM. What do you think of this uh, matchup, and who do you see coming away with it? I hate Team War. 
<laughs> and I hate hardcore team more even more. Uh, did you mean that the rhyme, DK? What? Did you mean that the rhyme? Of course he did. He's a poet. Yeah, I'm a poet. Didn't you know it? See, see. Uh, <laughs> here's the question: Are you the Lanny Poffo of the Alliance guys? That's the question. Yes, he is. That's, that's, that's it. Here, here's the question: Does Purdy and Power blow up? Because there's a lot of big egos in there. Or do they win? So I'm going to go with they win. Why not both? <laughs> well, it, it could be both. But I'm going to go with they're going to keep them together a little bit longer. So and so they win. All right. And then that sets up Kenzie Page's challenger the next night. I'm gonna say that uh, that uh, Pretty Empowered win as well. I'm a big LA Envy fan. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, it's come uh, up once or twice. Yeah, I was gonna say rumor has has added out there. I understand there's a picture of you standing in between uh, LA Envy. And- well, I have it. I have it ready. And and you see which way he's leaning, by the way. So, <laughs> just saying. I could I could totally Photoshop Kenzie out of the picture, you know. It's probably you have to tell you the honest truth. I also have this picture up too. Who are those guys? My friends. Right, you have friends. <laughs> Apparently, uh, so let's go. Um, uh, Tim, who do you see winning Team War? Yeah, I couldn't care less. But it's <laughs> it, this match is meaningless. It's throwaway. There's no stakes. I, I don't know. Give me pretty empowered, I guess. I like them better. All right. Jaden, who do you got? I think now that La Rosa won't be there, they're going to bring out some kind of surprise like Medusa or something, and then it will be the babyface tag team. Okay, we'll just say the babies. That's a, that's actually a good argument. Yeah. All right, Scoob. Well, um, Samantha Starr just won this past week over Kylie. So I'm looking, I mean, it could go either way, uh, but Pretty Empowered needs to be built back up if they're going to go after M95 or the belts. But Kenzie is also involved in the match unless they decide to do, um, what, Team War of Team of Three. Kenzie also has a match the second night with the TV title. So she'll be pulling double duty. Um, I say Pretty Empowered should go over because they need to be built back up and just just roll with it and go to 75 and go after the uh, tag belts. And then, of course, that brings us to the match uh, that uh, I am very excited to see. I'm sure you guys are as well. The main event of uh, night number one. EC3, your national heavyweight champion, versus the Thrillbilly, Silas Mason with Poyle Del Mar. Uh, let's go with you first, uh, uh, Jaden. Who do you see winning this one? I say Poyo turns against the Thrillbilly and joins the narrative of EC3. What? All right. I'm, I'm writing it down. That's good shit, 
You know, Billy likes to break successful couples up, so or pairs or tag teams or something. So you're saying EC3 wins with a churn? Yes. All right, I'm I'm writing that down. Uh, let's go to you, Timmy Thunder. Who do you see walking away as national champion? Uh, too early to take the title off of EC3, but no turn. I EC3. think he uh, think he takes the takes it straight up. All right, and that goes to you, DK. Who do you see winning this one? I see E3, EC3 stopping in the middle of the match, grabbing a microphone, <laughs> talking for about five minutes while people is camp boring, and then walking away. Shit. If DK is right, we're all screwed. Uh, Scoob, who do you see going over on this one? Uh, as much as I'd like uh, Thrill Bully to be... I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'd like, as much as I'd like to see Throw Billy uh, be the natty champ, uh, I think it's too soon that there's more of a story to be told. That there's going to be something wonky happen, and EC3 keeps the belt. And if anything, it just sets Throw Billy off even more. So at 75. He can win the the national title, and that is a story to be told over the next year. His rise with the national title and going after the ten pounds of gold. So, I think the matchup that we're going to see at the seventy fifth anniversary show is going to be EC three challenging for the 10 pounds of cold. And unless they take the belt off of them, I don't want another title for title match. They did that with the Pope and excuse me, not the, the Pope. They did that with uh, um, Tyrus when he challenged, uh, when Tyrus challenged uh, uh, Murdoch for the title, they had two champions at the anniversary show. And it just felt weird that afterwards Tyrus was still a TV champion, even though he lost the match. I, I want them to have the belt off of EC3 before he goes and challenges uh, Tyrus to take the belt off. So for that reason, I'm going to say that Silas Mason wins the belt, but I'm also going to say it's under scrupulous means. I think uh, I think there's going to be some sort of altercation. I think specifically EC3 is going to jeopardize uh, Adonis and Tyrus, and I think there'll be uh, repercussions for him that cause him to lose the title. So I'm going to say Silas with shenanigans, if that's okay with you guys. Luthez says night one ends with Mason standing tall. I mean, I don't hate that at all, right? No, not at all. Um, okay. So then that's that's the single matches as far as I know, unless you guys have something else that I don't see in front of me. That takes us to the brackets. Are we ready to go brackets? Yep. Sure. All right. No. <laughs> You, you'll just have to jump in and make uh, your own wild guesses while you're at it. Okay, so um, how do you want to do this? In reverse order or what? I just figure go down the left side and then the right side all for the first round matches and you okay. know, do the quarters, semis. All right, so then if we'll go, you said right to left, so we'll go. Uh, the one that makes the yell is the left. My screen is flipped, so I don't even know what side you guys actually see. Um, okay, we'll just start off with fodder and flip, okay? We got fodder and flip. 
taking on Scent to Slaughter. Scent to uh, Slaughter better win or we're riding. I'm I'm just going to go there and just kick Billy's ass if Scent to Slaughter doesn't beat Fodder and Flip. Right. And that's probably not my turn, but yeah. If no, they don't win, then Billy Corgan needs to take a long walk off a short pier into a shark's mouth. Educate me, Jaden, about Scent to Slaughter. All right. Uh, Dan Moff was part of a tag team with Monster Mac. They were really, really just like the uh, kind of like the Doom slash Road Warriors slash ass-kicking tag team of the Northeast for years. And Dan Moff is spent time in Puerto Rico. He spent time all throughout the Northeast, spent time in Ring of Honor. Uh, really good, talented wrestler. Um. Sean Donovan is a protege of Dr. Tom Pritchard, a protege of Biggie Biggs. So if dog fans might know that name, protege and, and studier of Chris Candido, a true student of the professional wrestling game, uh, idolizer of Terry Funk, and an old school professional wrestler. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out Dave's interview. I'm sorry, Jay's interview with uh, Sean Donovan on this uh, very channel, you know, cheap pop. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and share. And you'll see how great and how old school and how NWA the way we like it, Sean Donovan is. As a tag team, it's more like a Cadillac and a tank, kind of like the Hart Foundation style. So that's what you're kind of going to see more uh, in there. Plus, Sean Donovan is, like I said, a classic wrestler. Damn, Moff's a little nuts. Yeah. So I'd say it's Brighton Anvil. Now, if you think of it, just basically, that's the best compliment I can give them. Awesome. All right. So then uh, with that being said, Scooby, let's get your pick on this one. Uh, as much as I'd like to see uh, Math and Donovan go size-wise, I think they'd have it. But uh, with Flip Gordon being teamed up with Fodder, I'd like to see that team go forward, even though it is some, somewhat of a control your narrative where they met. But I actually like Flip Gordon being in the NWA. And if he can get a little rub in the Crockett Cup and then break off and do his own thing, because I just I don't see Fodder and Flip as a cohesive tag team. So you're saying fodder and flip. Fodder and flip, but then if they win, they'd be going against La Rebellion in the next round. And I don't see them. I, I see them having a good match because they match up size-wise, but I, I don't think they'd go any further. Um. Timmy Thunder, who you got? Uh, I've got uh, Fodder and Flip, the Flipping Psychos, as Dave calls them. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I think you know, like him or not, and and you know, hasn't won all, has, has lost as much as he's as he's won. But Fodder's fairly heavily featured in the NWA these days. Flip Gordon's been in the Crockett Cup before. Actually, I think Dan Moff has been in the Crockett Cup before. Did he? Is he not? Did he, he not come TV in with He was in the uh, TV talent tournament at hard times. All right. Time. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Fodder and flip for me. All right, and uh, DKM, your choice. 
Well, I want uh, sent to Slaughter to win because I would prefer to see them against Law Rebellion. I think that would be a more interesting matchup. I, I, whoever wins, I don't think it's going to get past Law Rebellion. So just looking matchup-wise, I'd rather see sent to Slaughter. I, uh, I I want to send to Slaughter, but my uh, gut is telling me fodder and flip. So uh, that's, that's what I'm going to go with as well. Hey, if that happens, we're making Billy th- throw him in the ocean. <laughs> uh, we'll be the Billy Ocean. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Luthez has some fantasy booking. I'm going to fantasy book this thing until Thez on a high mountain hears me. A lot of rebellion wins the cup. Murdoch hits the ring and lays them to waste. All leading to Murdoch taking the straps at seven. Murdoch's taking the straps at seventy-five. Law Rebellion going home. All right, all right, all right. Getting back to the uh, to the tournament, um, we've got match number two: Scion and Clearwater versus the Last Chance. So this one will be interesting because it's whoever you picked in the wild card versus Scion and Clearwater. So I'll start with you. Uh, I'll start with me because I. I haven't gone first yet. Plunkett and Taylor versus Scion and Clearwater. Again, I'm going to book with my heart here, and I'm going to say Plunkett and Taylor are going to defeat Scion and Clearwater. So that's my choice. Uh, what say you, DKM? What's your choice on this one? DKM said he's going to be right back, so maybe you oh. should get to him last. Then let's, <laughs> go to, let's go to you, Timmy Thunder. What do you got? I got Daisy Kill and Talos going over Scion and Clearwater who implode during on, on the very first match the Crockett Cup made. All right. Uh Mr. Dave Scooby. You're muted, Dave. There we go. Um well I have uh Daisy Kill and Talos. I say push Daisy Kill and Talos because there's going to be an implosion with uh, Scion and Clearwater. Basically, I mean, they've been, it it has to involve uh, something with uh, Austin Idol. Uh, Jaden, do you have a pick in this one? Yes, I'm picking the Outhousers. (laughs) Uh, Because they're the flavors of the week and Billy Corgan... Uh, Billy Corgan likes that stuff. Plus, Dave Scooby, Dave Scooby keeps going to some kind of alternate dimension every few seconds. So that's uh, kind of cool. I think he. I think it's just the connection, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, DKM's not here, so uh, Luthez says Crockett Cup or Divorce Court. They end up looking like a, a lot alike. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, dissension in this in this cup, and I I don't know what we can. Uh, what else we can do about it? It's just, uh, it seems like it's, wow, now, now Scoob's gone. Uh, it's just you and me, Timmy. And, oh, Jane's here too. Okay, so uh, we're going to skip DKM's pick because he's not here. Uh, but um, I'll be DKM. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Clouds suck. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, pick, I pick Billy Corgan's going to break all teams up. And, and, um, I like barbecue. <laughs> That's pretty pretty accurate. And well, what I think is interesting is that none of us are putting Idol Mania over. So, uh, so, uh, so much for that. Um, all right. So the next match I have is Savages 
versus TNT. It's like dynamite. Um, Tim, why don't you go first on that one? Uh, as as much as I'm looking forward to the uh, the sons of Devon coming in, just to seeing what they're all about, because I've never seen them wrestle. I think they go down in pretty quick fashion to uh, the savages of uh, Jack Stain and the Bulletproof Troop. All right. We got savages. One vote for the savages. Mr. Dave Scooby, how do you feel about this one? Um, this is the time that uh, savages actually connect and everything works out and they move on to the next round. Mr. Uh, Mr. Jaden, what do you think about this one? Savage, uh, the TNT is the, uh, the sons of Devon Dudley and uh, savages are uh, Blake bulletproof troop and uh, former NWA uh, Dana uh, world-class champion Dana event. I let's see. I think it's time we're gonna. I well, it's interesting to see the sons of Devon wrestling. I think they're gonna table their push right now. <laughs> but I'm and I th- and I think Liz and Randy are gonna are gonna go to the next round. Liz and Randy. Liz and Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Okay. And then uh, of course uh, DKM is taking his meds. I think. Um, I also think this is a savage victory just because, uh, man, you just had, if I'm just going to do it, like looking back, you just had Bulletproof Troop uh, beat the hell out of Talos. And uh, I don't see, you don't put Bulletproof Troop over unless you plan to start pushing that tag team. So I, I say the savages win there. So that takes us to the last match of the uh, of this side uh the fixers versus um Reluca Woods favorite tag team Yabo and Ruffo <laughs> yes <laughs> uh let's start with you Dave Scooby you've got Yabo Ruffo or you got the fixers um got to go with the fixers all right I think that might be a unanimous decision here. Uh, Tim, wh- who do you have on this one? I got the fixers. It's uh, It would be odd to me if the Brothers of Funstruction went over. That's a great name. I, oh, man, you should <laughs> have said it. On you. It, it grows does. on you, but like, like the way mold does. You know? A black mold. <laughs> so, does ringworm. Yeah. so does uh, ringworm. Oh, ringworm, yeah. I never got ringworm when I wrestled. That's fortunate. So that's because uh, you spent most of the time with your back on the mat. Not true, sir. Not true. Um, who do you got, Jaden Fixers or uh, the Clowns? Uh, I think no funny business goes on here, and it's going to be the Fixers. And then I too believe it's going to be the Fixers. I don't. I'm not even going to mention why. Um, it's a unanimous decision. That's probably that and the Savages so far. The two unanimous decisions that we've had. All right, uh, that takes us to the other side of the uh, the brackets. Real go- quick, Clowns have never done well in any NWA tournament. I mean, Doink never got it. It was the NWA World Championship tournament. Never got out the first round. There Somebody had go. called nine one one on them. What about the ICP? Did they ever do well in the NWA? Uh, was they no? No. The answer <laughs> is no. You're correct. All right, um, we got to start moving a little bit faster here. Match five. We got Judas. And Max the Impaler 
versus the now. We'll start off with DKN because he just showed back up. And who do you got? Which one are we on? Uh, Max and Judeus versus the now. Uh, I am going to go with Max and Judeus. Although I have no idea why I'd rather the now win. But top of my head was Max and Judeus. All right. Uh, Jaden, who's your who's your pick here? Uh, probably Max and Judeus, but I like to see the win go on to the next round. The win, the win. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, Scoop. Uh, as much as I'd like to see uh, the now move on, uh, I think they need to push uh, Judeus and Max just because they're a different type of tag team. Okay. Uh, Timmy Thunder. I also have Max and Judas to go through. If they had told the story of Vic Delicious, that what he's gone through, I, I, you know, my heart wants the now anyway, but they didn't tell that story. So let's let's go with Max and Judas. I'm gonna go with the now. I think uh, as much as the intergender tag team is a little bit interesting. Of a non-binary nightmare. I think. I, look, I think the world of Max, and I think the world of. Well, I don't think the world of Judas. I think the world of Max, and I think she. Uh, they are a very uh, competitive wrestler. Um, I think the now needs to be in this tournament, and I think they need to advance because they are a regular tag team. And I think the NWA sees something with them. That's why they brought them back. Um, so I'm going to go with the now. Uh, next up, we have. Um, they're calling them the Immortals, uh, Odinson and, and Kratos. Uh, they are taking on Magic, Jakes, and and I don't even know who this guy is, Brock. I don't even think I've seen him wrestle. If he did, it was probably on USA. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was, it was supposed to be Mercurio. He's not going to make it, apparently. But uh, they're taking on the team of Odinson and Kratos. We'll start off with you, Tim. Uh, the Gods of War, which is what they should have been called, Uh Go over on this one. I'm writing that down, by the way. God's of War. Kratodinson. That's a Dave Scooby uh, name, I believe. <laughs> Can't take credit. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jaden, we'll jump to you. Who do you see going over on this one? I say... Hmm. <laughs> I say the Viking War Party goes over. All right. Uh, Scoobs. Um, let's go with uh, Craig Todenson. <laughs> Craig Todenson. Yeah. Craig Todenson. Yeah. And I, I also will go with that. DK, you gonna break up the uh, the the agreement here? No, uh, War Gods. All right, War Gods. <laughs> Everyone had a different name for him, by the way. Um. Okay. All of which are better. Which ones they chose? Yes. Yes. Um, let's go then the next match. Uh, I think this one's going to be an easy one too. Slam dunk. We got Magnum Muscle versus the Spectaculars. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say we got Magnum Muscle gets the first victory uh, in the cup. Uh, let's go, Jane. Who do you got? I guess Magnum Muscle just because uh, Spectaculars are loose to everybody. <laughs> Uh, D-Cam, who you got? I think this is the upset. I think the Spectaculars win and Magnum Muscle split up. Wow. 
I have a booking for that. I'm Great gonna call. Have to, I'm going to have to talk to Scooby about that one later. Great call. Okay. Um, uh, Scoob? Uh, I do have Magnum Muscle. Unless there is a change. Um, who is it? Uh, Russ Freeman. His, I guess, girlfriend slash friend slash fake China has him working out. And if she shows up and takes over management from Rolando, I could see interference and Magnum muscle may implode. But in, unless she shows up, I'm going with Magnum muscle that they, they push them and with the wonky tag team finish and Billy saying it was the wrong guy. Uh, they need they need to uh, use that momentum and, and move on to the next round. All right, uh, Tim. Magnum Muscle moves on to win the right to lose to Murdoch and Knox. <laughs> I you know it's funny. I'm not even consistent when I write down your guys' name. I've I've written Timmy Thunder. <laughs> TW and and gold, so I need to be more consistent, I guess. All right, so that's uh, that's that match, and then uh, the last one we've got former NWA tag team champions, the Heat Seekers, versus the AAA uh, tag team Toxin and Arez versus the Heat Seekers. Uh, Tim, tell me it's the Heat Seekers and why? Jay. It is not the heat seekers. I, this is where we get into the you got to be creative, right? So you've got to have one team from AAA go out of their, their like win a match in this, uh, in this tournament. And on the other side of the coin, that's going to, that's going to be Octagon and, and Mr. is or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, versus the savages. And that ain't going to happen. So I figure it's Toxin and Arez going over the Heat Seekers. As much as I don't want, my heart doesn't want that. That's what I figure is going to happen. By the way, uh, Arez just recently won the uh, AAA tag titles with Commander. Oh. I kind of wish they were sending that tag team to yeah. the Crockett Cup because at least you'd be like, "Hey, these are the eight, the AAA tag team champions. Uh, yeah. you know, that that should carry some weight." But then again, you'd have to change the seating between them and. Uh, the octagon and Mistez who are just, you know, why did they get seated number four? I don't get, but whatever. We'll we'll move on. Because Octagon's a huge star, at least in Mexico. Octagon Jr.'s a huge star? Because uh, he's doing opening matches in, in on the triple A event that I went to. Yeah, Octagon Jr. used to be a tag team partner with Elio Del Santo. And he was very big. Okay. Say no more, fam. Uh, all right. So then, Jaden, is that who, who's your pick for this one? Uh, so let's see. Who is it again? Toxin Arez or the Heat Seekers? As much as I love the Heat Seekers, I'm picking Toxin and Arez. All right. Um, I'm gonna say the Heat Seekers because I'm political. Uh, DK, who do you got? Uh, heat seekers because the next team up are the Mortons and they're all Tennessee buddies. 
Yep. And then, and then Scoop, who do you have? I uh, I have uh, Heat Seekers. Uh, you have former champions, uh, pre Lightning One era, but um, like DK said, they're all Tennessee boys, and Kerry uh, has uh, actually defended the uh, junior heavyweight against Sigmund. So I'd, I'd like to see that story unfold and hopefully uh, if the uh, heat seekers do move on, that's when the implosion of the Morton family starts. If we stop here for night one, that's 11 matches total. You think they, that's it? Or do you think they do some more uh, second round matches? That's like a silence. We're not sure what to think. According to the one thing I've seen is uh, only the semifinal and final are scheduled for night two. So, Ooh. all right. Well, then we will continue. So then, uh, um, the match number nine of the night, or match number nine of the tournament, would be your number one seed, La Rebellion. And uh, this is where it gets tricky because. Uh, so match number one, Jaden said it was going to be sent to slaughter. Actually, let's start with uh, let's start with you, Scooby. You said it was going to be fodder and flip. So who comes out on top, fodder and flip, or or uh, La Rebellion? I'll go with uh, La Rebellion. Uh, just, I mean, they're your tag champs, and um, they they have the experience. Okay, and then we'll go with you, Timmy Thunder. Who you got? You, you said uh, fodder and flip as well. Yep, your NWA World Tag Team Champions do not lose their first match in the Crockett Cup. They go over. Okay, and that takes us to Jaden. Who do you got? Uh, I have La Rebellion, but I think that Santa Slaughter has a real good showing and becomes a major force in the NWA. I hope you are right on that one. Or I, Billy breaks them up, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to also say La Rebellion. I don't think that you could job them out in the first round. Uh, DK, do you have uh, Santa Slaughter or do you have uh, La Rebellion? Yeah, La Rebellion. Okay. Another one of our unanimous picks. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we have um, the Blunt Force Trauma. Versus, uh, oh gosh, uh, we said this was um, the winner of the last chance spot or Cyan and Clearwater. So this is going to get tricky here. Um, so uh, I uh, let's see, we'll go with uh, Tim. Your pick was Talos and Daisy Kills. Yeah, I got BFT going, uh, getting the win over them. Okay. Uh, Jaden. Your pick was the Outrunners versus uh, Blood Force Trauma. I think Blood Force Trauma uses them as a tampon. Jesus. All right. Then that comes to me. I said Plunkett and Taylor, but I'm still going to go with BFT. Uh, DKM, it comes to you. Blood Force Trauma. I didn't pick in the earlier one. Doesn't matter because Blunt Force Trauma is good. <laughs> you said uh, Talos and uh, no, you oh you weren't here. Yeah. All right, uh, Scoob. 
you round it up, BFT or uh, Daisy and Talos? Uh, BFT. All right. So Bacon, another... French fries, and tomato. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to match 11. Uh, let me, I have to get another sheet of paper because we wrote so much. Um, and a new battery. Oh, yeah, apparently, huh? All right, match 11 is uh, Octagon and uh, Nestis. And I think universally we picked the Savages, right? Yeah, I don't think a, a DK was here for that one, but yeah. Oh, uh, savages. Yeah, we were Ooh. all Savages. All right, so Savages or Octagon Mestiz? Uh, what do you got first? Uh, we'll go with Jaden. Octagon and Mestiz. All right. I also think that Octagon and Mestiz are going to win this one. Um, DKM, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Octagon and Mestiz because I think this is going to be the Triple A's one win. Yeah, I kind of that's what I, my thought process was too. Scoob? Say it one more time, Scoob. You're you're muted. Scooby, you're muted. There we go. Sorry, fat okay. fingers. Uh, let's go with uh, Team Triple A. All right, and that leaves you on a hill to die on, Mister Tim. I'll die on it. The Savages uh, will take this one. I got Toxin and Arez on the other bracket going through. By the way, I also think that this is where we see the savages break up. Should I should I have included that in my thought process? Interesting. Um, yeah, that's what you think? Yes, yeah, so I document it. Wouldn't it be funny if Billy breaks up every single tag team in the Crockett Cup? That kind of would be funny, actually. Every every it's team good. ends up fighting afterwards. Even the winners of the Crockett Cup. Let's say it's Murdoch, so they look at each other and then just start beating the shit out of each other. Let's go. I'm for it. All right. Uh, match number 12. Uh, 12 would be um, the Fixers. Oh, excuse me. Uh, do we all say the Fixers? Yeah, we all said the Fixers. Um, or Latimer Ty uh, Titus, a uh, cut above. Uh, we'll start with, uh, with me. I'm going to say it's going to be the Fixers. They were my pick to win it all last year. All right, that goes to you, DK. Uh, cut above. All right, Dave Scooby. Uh, let's go with uh, Latimer and Titus. Cut above. Okay, Mr. Tim. Same for me. A cut above. And uh, Jaden. Hmm. Probably going to have to go with a cut above. By the way, uh, Luthez is the only one in the chat who's playing along with us. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he also thinks it's the fixers. Uh, I'm sorry, Jaden, you said a cut above? Yeah. 
I mean, that's not a bad guess, right? It's 50-50. You're either right or you're wrong. But, I mean, that's a great tag team. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the fixers, the fixers need to do something, too. Um, if they don't advance in the tournament, maybe it's time to break them up as a tag team or give them a manager or or give them a new uh, fall guy. I Personally, I like to see EC3 take them into uh, into fold, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen at the Crockett Cup. It's just wishful thinking. Um, that brings us to match number 13. Uh, match number 13 is uh, Tyrus and Adonis versus the winner of the now and... Max Judeus. So uh, let's see. Uh, I think I was the only one that picked uh, Max or uh, the now. Um, yeah, I was. That was me. So uh, it's Scoob. You you go first. Actually, no. Uh, DK, you go first. Who do you see on this one? Um, Tyrus and Adonis. Okay. Uh, Scooby, who do you see? Uh, Tyrus and Adonis going. Tim? Midnight Riders, baby! (laughs) Jaden? I pick the Master Debaters. Which is not the now. Or the, uh... Or the then... Yeah, I don't pick the now now, all right? I don't pick the now. I didn't pick them then. Uh, I think I want the now to advance, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's going to be uh, Team Tyrus. All right, so that takes us to match number 14, which is... Uh, uh, country Gentlemen? Yeah, the Cunts. I mean, the uh, Country Gentlemen. <laughs> Every time I see that name. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And that's the monetization. It's over. It's a dream. Fever dream is over. Uh, so we got the country gentleman versus, we all said Kratos and Odinson. So uh, who you got? The country gents, the U.S. Tag Champions, or um, KO? We'll start with you, Tim. I got the country gentleman. All right. I do feel like that could go either way, though, but they are the U.S. tag champs. Got to give them something. I like it. Uh, Jaden, the country gents or or the uh, gods of war? I'm going to pick the country gentlemen because they're the U.S. tag team champions. That's really the only reason. Okay. I, uh, I'm going with KO. Kratos and Odinson. DKM, who are you going with? Uh, the Warpigs. And Mr. Dave Scooby? I'm going with uh, Kratos and Odinson as well. Generals gather in their masses. <laughs> Just like witches at Black Masses. I'm gonna have that stuck in my head. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that brings us to match number 15, which is Murnox versus the winner of Magnum Muscle or Spectaculars. Um, Jaden, you go first on this one. Who did I pick? <laughs> the Magnum Muscle? Uh, you picked. Uh, uh, you picked. 
Yeah, you picked Magnum Muscle. All right, so I got Murnox. It didn't really matter anyway. I was going to choose them. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, that's one vote for Murnox. I also believe Murnox is going to uh, take this one. Um, DKM. Uh, Murnox, Slaughter of the Spectaculars. That's right. In like, you know, 1.2 minutes or something. Dave Scoobs. Uh, Got to go with uh, Murnox. And uh, you, Timmy? I got Murdochs. All right. <laughs> Unison. Okay. No, it's Odinson. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got match number 16, which should probably wrap it up for night uh, number one. Uh, we've got Heat Seekers versus, excuse me. <laughs> we've got the Mortons versus the winner of the Heat Seekers or Toxin and Arez. Um, I, I'm going to go Heat Seekers. Uh, Heat Seekers go over the Mortons, which starts the that inevitable breakup. Yep. Uh, DK. All right. Little convoluted here, but I, I do have uh, reasoning. Mortons, Why do I see a madness board happening? Mortons, Mortons win, but Carrie abandons Ricky after. Notice I didn't say turns on, just abandons. Right. That makes up for all the time Morton, Ricky Morton abandoned Carrie. Oh! <laughs> oh! 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 That's it! That's it! One, <coughs> two, three, winner! Ding, 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 ding. All right. Uh <laughs> your pick. Uh, Scooby, you had picked. Uh, you'd picked the Heat Seekers to advance. Um, that was bad. I gotta go with the, the best jab in Alliance Guys history that I've ever seen. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Sorry, <laughs> I gotta go with uh, Heat Seekers, and it's the uh, breakup of um, the Mortons. And just because I'm a music guy, I'd love for them to play "Cats in the Cradle." That <laughs> the that that this is this is when the Mortons break up and Carrie does the full turn and he's flipping his dad off and it's it's the it's the end of time. Yeah, damn, damn, woo! Uh, That's why I don't own the NWA and I don't book it. I don't know. It'd be a lot more cooler if you did. It'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Luthez with the can't wait for the your mom's a rat chance from Carrie. <laughs> uh, Tim, who you got for this one? The Mortons implode as Carrie walks away, Scoob. They, they, they do a close up on a tear coming down Ricky's cheek, and the music is Cat Stevens' father and son. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, Toxin and Arez for me going over. Man, we're so uh, buried on this one. And then uh, that's that's you, Jaden. Who do you see winning this one? I say whoever I chose is going to beat the Mortons and the song Daddy Gave Me Away. Um, <laughs> outcast plays in the back. Not outcast. Uh, uh, who was that saying it? Uh, I know who you're talking about. The the Santa Monica song too. Uh, 
that he gave me away. Yeah. Oh, what? Um, it's Avenged Sevenfold. No, I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not Nickelback. You all know. It's out something. The same as people that sing, you gotta keep them separated. No, that's the offspring. And that's oh, it's offspring, not... yeah. Oh, offspring. And don't they sing it? No, uh, Luthez got it. Everclear. 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 That's it. I had a lot of that the other night. And that's, why, and that's why you couldn't remember the band's name. That's what I used to clean my shotgun with. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is, uh, is that prevalent down there? You can just use it to clean your shotgun. We have to drive three states over to get Everclear. Thank you very much. Same. Not that I know. I don't. I don't, I don't drink. So I, that should probably. Be I know, the, really. I know. That should be the end of night number one. Um, do we want to just keep going with the tournament to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. It's rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so because we are, we're there's a bomb set to go off at nine thirty, so we better <laughs> we better get going. All right. So that takes us to. Uh, uh, gosh, my notes. Uh, I guess I'd be La Rebellion. Uh, versus, um, we we all saw La, we all said La Rebellion was going to win, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So La Rebellion versus uh, BFT, to be all <laughs> unanimous on that. So, uh, um, I think I said the Heat Seekers. So I'm going to say La Rebellion wins this one. Uh, DK, who you got? Uh. Law Rebellion, Blunt Force Trauma gets disqualified again. Thanks right. to Aaron Stevens. But this time they turn on Aaron Stevens. All right. And then that's when they welcome Velvet Sky as their new manager. Exactly. We'll, we'll do the reverse of Doom. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Dave Scuba, who you got? I have uh, Law Rebellion winning with uh, if, if Damien is there, Damien steps in to counter. Uh, anything that Aaron Stevens does and Steven gets misted. That would be nice. I'm just going to write misted. Okay. Uh, Tim, who you got? It's my big swerve of the uh, competition. It's Blunt Force Trauma going over the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Won't be the first time. Uh, and then uh, Jaden, who you got? I got the big friendly turkeys. All right. That's wow. Okay. You're not on that hill alone this time, Tim. Huzzah. Uh, okay. So that brings us to. Uh, oh, this one's going to be tough. Okay. Um, give me a second here to figure this out. Okay. This is match 18. Um <laughs> I know it's a little late now, but you should have had the, the bunch of these printed up so you could just have the, each one written for all of us. Yeah, that would have been smart, but uh, I'm not smart. Uh, so match match number um, 18. 74. It's the winners of... Uh, Savages, Octagon, Mistis, yeah. Yeah, the winner of Savages or Octagon, Mistis. So we'll go... We're starting with... Uh, DK, I think we're going with you on this one. And you said... That the savage you said uh octagon and mistez so octagon mistez or the fixers or damn it uh a cut above cut above cut above uh scooby you said uh octagon mistez or cut above uh cut above 
Tim? I had Savages going over a cut above. Okay. Jaden? I pick TLC, ten, uh, Titus Latimer Connection. Okay. Oh, uh, cut above. Okay. And then I am going to say the freaking Fixers because I like chaos. All right. <laughs> Match 19. Um, oh, no, that one. Okay. Uh, match be, 19. Yeah, Tyrus or Adonis, I think, was universal, right? Yeah, Tyrus and Adonis was universal. Versus either the country gentleman or right. Ray Tildenson. So uh, we'll start with uh, Scooby. Who you got on this one? Craig uh, Tildenson. Yep. Okay. Tim, who do you got? As much as it pains me that Tyrus will wrestle another match, I see Tyrus Adonis going over the country gentleman. Oh. Okay. Um, Jaden, who do you have? Uh, you thought that... Uh, Tyrus and Adonis would win, and then you also voted for um, KO. So KO versus Adonis and Tyrus. Who do you got? I got TNA. All right. Yeah, but who are you picking? <laughs> I wish I might have some TNA later tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Kratos Odinson. Uh, DK, who do you got? Uh, Tyrus Adonis. Okay, and that brings us to match number 20. Um, I think we universally said Murnox, so that's helpful. Murnox versus the winner of the Heat Seekers or the Mortons. Are we all universal on that? No. No. I think I'm the lone dissenter. Yes. Oh, no, I said Mortons. Wait, hold on a second. Match 15 was... Okay, no, match 16 was... Oh, no, we weren't. We were all mixed up on that one. Um, we'll start with uh, Tim. Tim said Toxin and Ariz defeats uh, the Mortons. Yeah, and so... they subsequently lose to Murdoch's. Okay. All right. Um DK, you uh, said the Mortons uh, win, but carry splits. Uh, so you got the Mortons got Murdoch destroying uh, Ricky in another minute and a half type situation. I swore he was going to say Robert Gibson shows up. Oh, shit. Maybe. Um, Scoop, you said uh, uh, Heat Seekers. Uh, gotta go with uh, Murnox. Jaden? Murnox. Maybe Tommy Rich will be there to be Ricky Martin's partner. Whiskey Benton Hellbound. I'm also going with Murnox, so that's that's universal. That'll be helpful. Okay. Um, this brings us to Match 21. 
Oh, what about Todd Morton? Is he still wrestling? Maybe. Is he is he still four foot three? He's probably shorter now. Probably. Maybe we'll shrink when I get older. Okay, so this was uh um Lot Rebellion versus the Savages. I mean uh the winner of the Savages and the Fixers. So um Well that was your going. Yeah. Uh, well no, the Savages versus the Fixers was oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's gonna get very complicated here. So we're just gonna say Loud Rebellion, who um JDKM and Scooby voted for Blunt Force Trauma is who Tim voted for. So uh Blunt Force Trauma versus gosh, a cut above. All right, Tim said Savages versus Blunt Force Trauma. Who you got, Tim? I got the Savages. Savages. All right. They're classy, uh, they're bougie, and they're ratchet. Shit. <laughs> uh, Jaden also said blunt force trauma, and Jaden said a cut above. So BFT or a cut above? Blunt force trauma. Wow. Okay. Um, they, I, like, they like rep, but they don't like them that much. I said the Fixers versus La Rebellion, and I'm going to go with La Rebellion. Okay. Um, and then DK said uh, La Rebellion or a cut above. I'm going with La Rebellion. And then Scoob, you said La Rebellion and uh, a cut above. I uh, gotta go with uh, La Rebellion. All right, and then uh, on the other side, shit. Um, it's uh, it's either Kratos and Odinson or Tyrus and Adonis versus Murnox. So uh, DK, you had uh, Tyrus and Adonis versus Murnox. Who you got? Murnox. Are we just calling them that because I coined it, or is that actually their tag team name? No, that's that's what you called it. So that's we, call them. it. we like it better than just Knox and Murdoch. Scoob, you also said uh, Murnox, and you said uh, you uh, you said Ko Kratos Odinson. Got to go with uh, Murnox. Tim, you said. Uh, Adonis and Tyrus and Murnox. Uh, give me Murnox. Jaden, you said Tyrus and Adonis versus Murnox. Murnox. And I said um, KO versus Murnox. And I went, uh, I went uh, KO. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went KM. I'm sorry. I Murnox. Murnox is my choice. Sorry. So we're all universal on the right side of the bracket. For the so final. right side of the bracket, we're in unison. Left side is complete chaos. <laughs> so we'll go. We'll take it one step at a time. We'll start off with, uh, uh, I guess we'll start off with um, me. Um, 
match 23 of the cart of the uh, tournament. I say the winners of the tournament is going to be La Rebellion over Murnox. And uh, I'm going to stick to that. DKM, you said uh, you said La Rebellion versus Murnox. I say Murnox wins, and this sets up uh, this sets up a series of matches over the course of the summer for the Billy's tour. Okay, for the tag team titles. Okay, DK. Uh, La Rebellion will whine that Murnox had easy path to victory. Uh, Scoob, you said La Rebellion and Murnox. Who you got? I uh, got to go with uh, Murnox winning, and that sets up their run for the tag belts at 75. Okay. Um, Timmy Thunder, you said the Savages versus Murnox. I got Murnox getting handed the Crockett Cup by a. Uh, a Tearful, the tearful entrance and standing ovation for by uh, of Mark Briscoe, who returns to hand the cup over to the team. Do I need to put that in the? In the... No, you don't. No, no, please don't put that in there. <laughs> That's okay. I'll remember it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, Jaden, you said blunt force trauma. You were the other outsider on this one. BFT versus Murnox. Who you got? I still got Murnox winning, but now there's two challengers for the tag team titles. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I said last year with the fixers, but I was wrong. So, and, but they uh, did have two challenges for the tag team championships last year. They did. You're right. They did. Uh, so I'm the only one that's going with La Rebellion, and everyone else is going with Murnox at the end of the day. Uh, actually, no. Luthez is with me. He's also going with La Rebellion. So you guys watch out because I would not be sad if La Rebellion won. No, I, don't I would. Anybody... I would. You don't need the tag champs winning the tag yeah. team tournament. That's for, that's the reason I didn't pick them very far. Is what do they get out of it? That's a good point. Well, um, I I don't like I don't like them losing too early because then it's one of those okay you got your tag team champions and they can't really win. The only other match that anybody cares about and nobody cares about it, but what about Camille versus? Natalia Markova. Well, let's 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 get to the other three. We're gonna skip power tonight. We weren't gonna talk about power. We'll just do the the finish up the recap here, um, because there's gonna be a six way scramble for the uh, for the junior heavyweight title, and the winner will receive a future shot at uh, young uh, Carrie Morton. And I'm changing my battery, so that's why uh, I still have that on the screen. I dropped my battery, so. Uh, that's fine. I can just do this, and you guys could talk. Uh, in, they didn't in really the, get, yeah. In they the absence get, of knowing who the competitors are, yeah, I guess we can't really say, huh? Uh, Jeremiah Plunkett. He's cut the weight. He's junior heavyweight. He gets the shot. All right. Six man scramble. <laughs> JP via Tim. Uh, Jaden, throw a dart. Just make a guess. I think Ricky Morton wins it and challenges his son for the junior heavyweight title. Oh, oh, what a great pick. (laughs) 
Um, Terrible match. I'm, I'm with everyone shaking their heads and rubbing their faces right now, but but that is a great, great pick. Luthez is throwing out Barrett Brown. Oh, Barrett Brown. Scoob. Real quick, though, when Ricky, Morton, when Ricky Morton wins, Shemp in the Limelight song, Daddy's Home plays in the background. Jeez. There's a uh, deep cut for you. <laughs> Dave, who do you got winning the six man scramble that we don't know who's going to be in it? Well, like Luthez said, um, if you've watched any social activity from Barrett Brown, he's put out the challenge for the title he never lost. But I'm putting a little swerve on it. If you know about any of Texas wrestling, Tim Storm back in, I believe, to, uh, 2016, 2015, he actually either tagged up or had dealings with Barrett Brown down in Texas that Tim turns and brings in Barrett and acts as his manager to get him the win for a chance at going after the title he never lost. I, I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Um, uh, DKM, your random junior heavyweight pick. Craig Classic. Oh, you know, maybe it's not a bad choice. You know, uh, Alex Taylor. Oh, that's a good one too. And oh, wow. whenever they do a taping or do an event on the concert tour, or whatever they end up doing, or they have a match between Taylor and Morton, Barrett Brown shows up and lays out both of them. All right, Jay Spade. Oh shit! I'm going with Rocky Romero. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the safe bet, Joe Alonzo, because I'm pretty sure he'll be there. So I'm going to say Alonzo wins it. We get another match between Alonzo and and uh, Ricky uh, Carrier Morton. All right, Cahagas. Uh, oh shit! I mean, he he held the title belt for a few minutes while. Uh, uh, our pal Kevin held the, uh, what was it, the national yeah, title? Um, then, then uh, I mean, do we have any guesses on who Kenzie will defend against on the women's championship side, TV side? Uh, she beat Samantha Starr. So, uh, women's TV. Or the ugliest belt known to man. Dude, you are not even close. There are so many, many uglier belts than that. Mountain well, State. I, I just look at NWA Mountain State. Oh, shit. I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of look at that as being a cheap version of NWA Mountain State. Yeah, yeah, but when you, you know, when you like log on to your your web browser and those ads come up the side and they're they're the like, belts. you know, when yeah, a football like, championship. Exactly. Yeah, it's what it looks like. Somebody made it at one of those places. You know, for for this belt to supposedly be designed by Kenzie Page, why is there no pink in it at all? Yeah. It's not yep. effeminate at all. I, I think you said that in the on the Discord. It's just it's a very boring belt. Yeah. Uh, our pal Thez Luthez says it's a bubblegum machine quality. Um. Okay, so we'll go with you, Scoob. Who do you see uh, winning this beauty? Or a challenging for it, I should say. I'm not really even sure. Um, I mean, in, in, unless 
Velvet comes back and pushes Angelina Love Angelina. to go after for for the new title. All right, oh, I like that. Scooby Scooby says Angelina Love. I think yeah. he actually froze and never made it finish the statement. <laughs> no, he he said it. He said Angelina Love was going to come and and kind of push her to uh, challenge for the title. Tim, what do you got? Uh, shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. Lindsay Snow. Oh shit! All right, we're getting more obscure as the hour is getting later. We are. We're getting crazy now. Uh, Jaden, who you got? Mills like Casey Carlisle. Since uh, Medusa is my pick for the mystery person in this match, Medusa. All right, that's actually not a bad little uh, reasoning either. I'm gonna say Ella Envy. And it's going to be a very easy match for Miss Kenzie Page. I thought they've already wrestled. They have, but that's the point. Oh, our pal Luthez says Heather Monroe. Not to name drop or anything, but I once sat on an airplane next to Heather Monroe for about 16 hours. Poor Heather. Yeah, really. I did feel bad for her at the end of it. I was like, so tell me what it's like being a wrestler. What else did you do? All right, and then uh, of course the women's title match, <laughs> Markova versus Camille. We all have at least an, an opponent to pick here. Um, we'll start off with you, Dave Scooby. Who you who you got in this one? One time, got to go with Camille. I agree. Uh, let's go with you, Jade. We're gonna bounce around here a little bit. Who do you got, Camille or Markova? Uh, Camille. And, as uh, one, as Wyclef Jean said, one time. <laughs> uh, Tim, who you got in this one? Give me the brick house. She's a brick house. By the way, I think Mike was talking about the woman's TV, uh, but he says Max is going to win it. Uh, um, then I, uh, I guess, uh, DK, I left you off. Who do you got? Who did you pick? Um, I'm going to pick Markova. Wow, I am I too. I think it's time. Like, look, I I think Camille's great. I I'll go as far as say I think Camille's probably the best booked champion, the best booked wrestler the NWA has produced. And I don't know if that's because of her, because of Billy, or a combination of all three. But I I feel like um, her run is starting to get a little bit stale. We've seen her beat everybody, and the last time she was in the ring with Markova, what did she do? Went to a time limit draw. Fans were begging for five more minutes. Camille took her belt and left because she was she felt she was in peril. I think now's the time. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm saying Markova, and so is DKM. So we're split I, on the women's title match. I Markova, think, I think this will be the shock. Yeah, I mean you know controversy. You know we we predicted lots of teams imploding, but none of them would really be a shock. Even if all of them happened, it wouldn't be a shock. And uh, I think I think this will be the one that makes people go, what the? My wife's going to lose her shit if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife keeps showing up as a possible friend on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. I would like for you to, uh, during that match, maybe have your phone out and just record her reaction. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Real quick, I... Markova, that's the one that's Stifler's mom, right? 
Yeah, that's the one that you yeah. say. Stifler's mom. Okay. Jennifer Coolidge. I recently learned her name. She's the one with the t-shirt that says the badass with a great ass. She's the one that's uh, Mercurio chased down a uh, person who stole her uh, phone or ear pods or something in uh, on an airline. Or no, in a Walmart or something. They tracked him down to a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Mercurio. Whoa. She was the one that when I balked at paying uh, the price for her t-shirt, threw Mercurio's in for 10 more dollars. A bargain. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Are they a couple? I'm assuming so. A couple of good good folks, that's all. I believe they have a wrestling school a together. Wrestling school in Tampa. That would make sense. McCurry. You know, it's probably wrong to call uh Stifler's mom a couple. Okay. Not politically correct, that's for sure. You shouldn't be talking about her couple right there. Hey you guys well, put me on blast like a Camille, like a like a Poya was on. All right, that was uh, that was fun, but it was a little bit tedious. Uh, thanks uh, for for Lupez and. Do we and still Luke. have any viewers, or did they all? No, we still have. There's still a few people in the you know watching, not much, but um, you know it, it'll make good for radio. You know, are, are they awake? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I like look. This is fun. This is kind of like bracketology. I mean, ESPN dedicates. Every March Madness, where they break down bracketology for basketball, I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing, except for the tag team tournament. Uh, and you know what? I don't mind that we missed Power this week because honestly, Power was just okay. Yeah. Personally, I think this show was I'll the perfect length since I've been on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, we're gonna end it here now because it's like what uh, eleven thirty on the East Coast now. No, ten thirty on the ten forty on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, you were supposed to have a heart attack or something by now. Yeah, well, it was getting good. We're talking about good stuff. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, I appreciate y'all being here. We're gonna call it a night. Um, again, uh, next week I'm not gonna be here, so uh, Tim is hosting the pre-party. You want to make sure you tune in for that. Of course, the other lines guys will be here on the. On the Wednesday, just like always, and I think uh, I think Rick will be hosting with uh, Mr. DKM on Thursday, and uh, I'll be there. Internet pending. Internet pending. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. And uh, uh, oh, real quick, uh, Tim, how can they follow you on the socials? Oh, uh, at the Alliance blog. Or, or, that's you. I'm at the <laughs> Alliance School. I'm a derivative jackass. So. At the Alliance Gold on all the socials. Uh, Mr. Dave Scooby, how can they follow you, sir? Uh, at Dave Scooby on uh, Twitter and Instagram and over on TikTok at Dave Scooby One. Uh, uh, Jaden, it's uh, it's what? It's uh, dogprowrestling.com. That's not how you follow me. You follow me. I'm getting a restraining order against you. No, I, mean, <laughs> I don't I mean, have social. I follow you, but that's like the product you push on the show all the time. Yes. I pushed the events on the show. I said the product you put on this show. I didn't say it was a show. I said that's what I'm saying. I pushed the events on this show. That's right. Uh, if danger, the- I don't know what they are. Check out dogprowrestling.com. There's links. Go there. Hey, maybe, we'll, maybe the uh, webmaster updated. Even though we have nothing updated with. Yeah. Uh, Mr. DK. <laughs> don't don't bother. At SWTX. Uh, yeah, MFWTX, and I'd like to take this opportunity to remind the world, uh, sorry kids, mermaids aren't real.
Anyway, but Murnocks are. Murnocks are, but mermaids are not. We'll see you at the matches. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.